All right, we're sitting in my mum and dad's camper in England. I'm here with Mr. Guest Shooter, and I'm about to uh, pop your podcast cherry. Is that what you call it? Podca- <laughs> Popping the cherry, yeah, right? Yeah. Popping the cherry, yeah. All right, have you been listening to some before? I've listened to some, yeah, not all of them. I've caught, I've caught on a few Tom's, uh, Andy Welsh's. Um, obviously, you and Paul talking all the time, that's hilarious. Yeah. So shame Paul can't travel a bit more because he's so fun to do him with. Oh, we've had these conversations with Paul on the messages, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to sort something out so he can move about a bit more, doesn't he? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I don't think he will. He's stuck to Main Street playing music. So <laughs> yeah. anyway, let's get into it. Lots to talk about. So Two Wheel Service was your first sponsor, Eastwood Local Bike Shop, right? Yeah, I got sponsored before I'd even started racing which sounds absolutely crazy now. So we'd been down to Ball Track. We'd been riding BMX for quite some time before that. We went down to Ball Track one day. Nottingham. Uh, yeah, and Rob Mails was there. We knew Rob anyway, uh, and his dad. I was messing about on a bike, doing loads of tricks and things like that. And Bob, Rob's dad, came over and said he'd got a friend who was thinking about putting a few kids together to go and do some shows to promote his shop. Did I want to get involved and ride with him? I said, yeah, that'd be good. And he said, well, he will provide you with a bike. Uh, and said he'll provide you with a Mongoose Pro Class. Which was good. Well, though. I was like, yeah. one of the best bikes you could have back then. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I said, yeah. What bike was you riding then? I think I Ultra Burner or something like right. that. Yeah, I think I got Ultra Burner then. Um, yeah, so for me, it was like a bit of a no-brainer, to be honest. But then nothing happened. There didn't seem to be any promotion going off anywhere. And then Bob said one day, shall we go to a race instead? Do you fancy trying a race? Yeah, chucks all in the back of a Luton van. <laughs> and I think, well, yeah, which would be illegal, um, <laughs> thinking about it. And we all went up. I think my first race was in Morley, an indoor track in Morley. I can't believe I didn't go to that. It was... Heach? Uh, Leeds. Oh, Leeds. It was only, uh, it was like, as I remember, it was in an old kind of mill building or something. It wasn't that Hurlingshaw one, was it? No, I don't think that was so. That was just as Morley. Yeah. And there was a start gate, a little bit of a dirt track, a 180 Berman back, and that was it. it I, I can't even remember it, oh, how long would the track have been. Probably only about 100 yards. Yeah, yeah they all were then. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. But it was an indoor. That was my first ever race. was an indoor track in Morley at Leeds. Uh, and I think I got a third. Do you know who beat you? No idea. Can't remember anything about it. I'm not even sure if he'd find it in a magazine anywhere. That's why I don't. No, I don't think it's in there. Probably not. It might be the results no. or something. So that, yeah. So that'd be 1983. Yeah. Um, so we kind of got into racing by mistake, completely by mistake, in, in a weird sort of way. Um, Did you do regionals in '83 or? No. No, I don't. It must. We must have been doing this at, as the season was finishing. Yeah. I think. So we were basically winter riding then. Yeah. So ride. We rode all through winter racing. Obviously, it must have been locals, Derby, Bull, maybe, was Colic built then? I don't know. Colic was 85. Then? Was it? Yeah, maybe 84. Oh, yeah, 84. 84. yeah, it could have yeah, been 84. 84. We had yeah. the club champs there or something. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, that must have come along a bit. Probably that same time, 83, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I would guess most of the racing. I, I know we definitely raced in Doncaster and yeah. we did Don. Don Raceway. Raceway, Exthorpe Park, isn't it? Yeah, Can- yeah. And Cantley. Cantley, Cantley. Cantley Park as well. Yeah. Uh, Don Raceway wasn't there for long. <clears throat> no, well, Don Raceway that was that was one of my first ever races. I know it was on a pro class still. 
because I remember coming around the corner and catching the crank arms on the floor. Was you there when I went to the open meeting there, when Ruffle opened it? Was you at that one? No, I don't think it was that one, but Steve Gratton was the starter. He designed it. Well, Steve Gratton, because obviously I used to skateboard before BMXing. Yeah. Um, And I remember Steve Gratton from all the magazines, and I was kind of blown away that Steve Gratton was a starter. That's that's almost all I remember about being at that race meeting, to be honest. I've seen some pictures, I think, and you know him, A.D. King and Steve Gratton, I think they literally built that track. I've seen pictures of them building it. Yeah, yeah, so I think... uh, He's probably running the club at the same time then. <laughs> well, yeah, so, uh, well, uh, there we are. I'm guessing uh, that was, uh, must have been late 83 then, probably winter racing yeah. by then. Uh, I'm sure that was one of the first ones. So why did you get on bunnies then? What did? So I think racing through winter, um, obviously, I think it was Keith Dodwell maybe, uh, Mick O'Keefe. Yeah. They'd all been watching me race through winter, realising I was probably beating all the locals. Yeah. I mean, my age group was the Dunnets, so did be Colin Dunnett, um, John Turner maybe. Gary Whitaker. Gary Whitaker. So um, I can't remember what, how I'd been racing, but I'm, I'm guessing I was probably doing quite well. And so I think it was Keith and Mick who approached me to say they wouldn't mind me on the Bunnies team, but they've got no room for me as on 20. Yeah, I haven't and what, told them this. What I race cruiser for them. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny, cruiser only deal. Yeah, cruiser only. <laughs> you uh, normally do that at the end of your career, <laughs> not the start. <laughs> so they picked me up as a cruiser rider, Yeah. Um, riding for Bunnies then, and I think Mick at Two Wheel Services weren't, weren't too pleased. So we ended up, I think, give, must have been given, given the pro class back. Yeah. Uh, and I think my dad then probably bought me a GT from Bunnies yeah. to race 20 inch as well. So yeah. that, that was really my start. I think Bunnies kind of accepted me in as a 16 year old for them then. Yeah. And cruiser. Yeah. So yeah, I started as a cruiser rider. Cruiser only contract. A cruiser only, yeah. First ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it was into regionals. Obviously, we were all on the same path. We always on Bunnies at the same time as you. It was a really good team. I mean, there was. Ian Dixon, yeah, you know there was Cracknell. The Mark Cracknell, who was national champion, yeah. age group above you. Uh, Ruth Pickthorn. Ruth Pickthorn. Nicola Dodwell was. She Nicola Dodwell, she was on bunnies, yeah. yeah. O'Keefe brothers. O'Keefe brothers who were fast. Paul yeah. Smith. Paul Smith. Dean Wilson. Dean Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was. Witham. Witham, yeah. He was good. There. Yeah, look yeah. Witham, yeah. Yeah, that, and they were all good. It was a good team. Really was really great for a shop team. Yeah, no, Fantastic. we we did, uh, and I think Bunnies, when I got on Bunnies, same time as you, start, well, probably about 84, start at 84, I got on Bunnies, I think they just won the team title the year before, the year yeah, before, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then there's that picture of all our names on the back of the van that still pops up once in a it while, does, yeah, 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 quite a nice, that's a nice picture to have that, isn't it, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. when you realise, yeah. all the ages as well, I was 16, you yeah, 12s, I think, 12s, yeah, 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 so Bunnies was a good team, and then, I think, at least from my perspective, the um, the real coming out party, as we like to say, was Ribby Hall. It was um, probably the start of the season. Probably a couple of nationals had already happened. I think the Nottingham cancelled, right? I, we'd raced yeah. on. We'd raced at Nottingham. was my first ever national. And I made both finals. Um, I can't remember where I came in the semis, but I won both. Uh, made both finals on 20-inch and cruiser. Yeah. And then... The lack of light and the the way it ran on into the dark, uh, there were no floodlights then, so they just cancelled it. They just stopped 
abandoned the national, yeah, yeah. and that was the end of that. Yeah. So it was a bit of a disappointment for me. From a, that kind of was my first national. Yeah. But then the next national proper was Ruby Hall. Um, yeah. So that were a bit of a. So still, nobody really knew who you was then. No, and nobody then, yeah. knew who I was because yeah. obviously in the, I'd never. We never even ran the finals at Nottingham, so nobody had ever heard of no, no. the national scene. Uh, until I took Scott Williams down in the 16th final. So in the final, you make the final. Scott Williams is reigning British champion, GT Factory. Yeah, he's on GT Factory. Um, you make the move. I, I can't remember. I mean, I've seen it on video, I suppose, but I can't remember now how. Did I? I must have got a crap start. Well, really that, start, that turn was kind of more than a 180. And this is, I haven't watched the video for a long time. Yeah, it looped back it, on it. It was like, it was more than, yeah, yeah, it looped back and you went underneath Scott and you both crashed, right? Yeah, yeah, Scott so drifted wide. I just went on the inside. Next thing, me and him locked bars. I'm sure Scott will tell you with my elbows. Yeah. <laughs> like but yeah, we locked bars and we both crashed. And John so, Higginson won. And John Higginson won, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So weekly. That, that was probably the first time then people went, who's this? yeah. Idiot. Did you win Cruiser that day? I think I won Cruiser. So that had been your so first win? My first ever national final, I actually won on right. Cruiser. Yeah. Do you remember who was in the final? Oh, no. I don't know. Embarrassingly. I'll probably have to start looking at old magazines again. And... But then you just went on a streak, right? You just you won everything in MBMXA. Yeah, yeah. And then it was crazy. Uh, MBMXA, I won almost everything I entered, I think. I ended up national number one, Cruiser national number one, 16. I won all my regional titles. Uh, and UK, which we didn't race much of that year, I still ended up uh, in national number four in both 20 and Chan Cruiser. So, yeah, my first full season, pretty impressive. I think, uh, looking back, out, I mean, I probably just never even thought about it at the time, but I suppose when somebody turns up out of the blue and walks away with a national title, yeah, through that year. it was not unheard of during that period mm. in different age groups. It was that time where especially for me, big meatheads would just show up and, and get number ones and win nationals. Yeah. and, and yeah, So you? people would show up, but you obviously, to a whole other level, but you weren't like the guy that was young, not younger, but bigger than everybody that came in and won. You actually came in with more skill and, and better on the bike than yeah, most of them guys I, as well. I have seen some of them old videos, and I kind of yeah. cringe at the way I rode, to be honest. But yeah, I, this is where I know people used to laugh and say, uh, I never trained or never did anything and all that but I spent my whole life riding dirt yeah um, BMX's off-road motorbikes off-road I, I I think we had a conversation at the Hall of Fame with Craig Craig was asking and I said I suppose I was pretty much probably better trained than most people when I started racing BMX well it was you something I'd done for the you was natural on the bike mm. Tony Huffman called you the natural as well right the natural, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you actually had leg speed as well kind of like Dylan did yeah. The, the talent, but on top of ta- like, for me, Neil Wood had power. I had the tactics and yeah. stuff. Anthony oh, Howes yeah. was strong, but you kind of had both, which not many people. Dylan and you are the ones I would think of. Yeah, that I'd, I'd both. For me, it was a lot yeah. of gate practice, getting used to gate starts. That was the, the weird thing for me. And then uh, once we kind of got that gate start thing, it, it almost just. I'm not, it sounds horrible saying it became kind of easy, but it did almost feel. Yeah, I, I I got to already got to the point quite quickly where I didn't really fear anybody on the gate, which is sounds mm. a bit big headed now, but I I just didn't. I just thought, well, if, as long as I get a decent start, I could win this. Yeah, and that's how the mentality of it was for me then. You kind of look up and down the gate and just think, oh, I could have this. 
So even mm-hmm. though you dominated MBMXA, you, you you tip your toes into UK BMX of so the top guys in your age group at the time. I say you'd already raised Scott, yeah. uh, Martin Jose, who was Jose, Martin yeah. Jose, and then obviously another guy that was coming up at the same time as you, but obviously you guys weren't meeting. You being on BMXA, him from London was Charlie Reynolds. Yeah. Um, so what were your thoughts when you first raced Martin Jose and Charlie Reynolds? Was the same thing? Like I, I think I can beat these dudes. Yeah, obviously. I- in, in MBMXA, you weren't coming across them lads, but yeah, yeah I, d- I don't think it took me. I've always, it was always felt like a bit of a learning curve when you meet new people and you're racing new people, but yeah, I always, I don't know, you, you spend a bit of time watching them and you start wondering where you can beat them and what you can do. Um, again, I, I just remember Martin being a decent lad, got on with him quite well, I think. I, I'd love to know what happened to him. I know, I'm me too, sure yeah, yeah. We've got to find that dude. Yeah, Scott, uh, obviously Scott Williams, um, John Higginson. Um, I'm trying to think of everybody who was who was racing back then. Um, but you just you just take it in your stride, don't you? I knew I was new to it all. I didn't expect to do it that well straight off, uh, but I did, and it, 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 yeah. Nicky Matthews were probably going out as you were coming in. Yeah, he, I he, think would, he was yeah. still there for some. I, don't, I can't remember him being there a lot. No, I think '84. Um, he was. He was. Fizzling out. He came back a few years late for Superclass, but you'd already jumped over into Pro, which we'll talk about. So, uh, them guys were actually doing the Kellogg's. Your age group was the Kellogg's and featured in the Kellogg's in '84. So, did you watch that and think I, I can beat these guys? I raced one of the Kellogg's in '84. Oh, you did? Yes. What, Hounslow? Uh, no, Coxmoor. Birmingham. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did, yeah. Well, you probably can't remember that. No, I didn't go. Yeah, Bunny's Sue Nequist must have taken me down. Or I, Again, my memories are vague. I went to Coxmoor. The, one of the Kellogg's rounds, and it was the one that Harvey won. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah, and uh, I crashed out in the semi, I think. Because you're not on TV, I, I yeah. I think I was doing all right. And yeah. Some of the, I can't remember exactly what, I'd love to see if anybody... Probably had lane eight and went over the turn. If anybody's <laughs> got any videos, I'd love to know what happened. Yeah. But I, I think I'd got a feeling something went wrong, or maybe I ate the gate, or crashed. Yeah. I, I it was a hit and miss track with that first straight. I remember straight. just going out in the semi, and that was the end of that one. So, yeah. Um, Maybe if I'd have made that final, you'd have been good at um, the last one with the doubles down the first straight. What was it? The uh, one up north, Gateshead. Gateshead. You'd Gates have been good Head. there. Yeah, probably. It's so. a shame you didn't go there. Yeah, so I think that yeah. was, so. Coxmore was the only one we went to. Yeah, uh, and I and I went out in the semi, which I was good to the bat, to be honest. But yeah, obviously, then you're watching all the kids on the Kellogg's. You're like, yeah, I can beat them. Thinking, oh, I should have done at least, should have at least made the final. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a bit disappointed with that one. I, 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 I can't remember what happened, but I, it's hard to remember what happened. But I remember how things made me feel. Yeah, I always yeah. remember how things made me feel, and I know I came away from that a bit disappointed. Yeah, and uh, I thought you know I need to stay on more, obviously, or learn a bit more. The big uh, race still talked about picture, obviously the iconic picture of uh, the Dollies, nineteen eighty four. Yeah, still a fun. Still nice to. I like to watch them. That's Anthony the, House yes. posted the finals a few ga- a few days ago on Facebook, and yeah. I, I'll still sit and watch them because right. every final is so good. It makes you know? it so good when you watch the videos back, yeah. especially the Superclass final at the end, and yeah. the whole crowds just running it's, down. It's, it, yeah. They run down for every straight they ride along. The crowd moves down. A yes, yes, and down a straight as they getting going dark along, as well. And, yeah, and it's, it's the atmosphere looked absolutely amazing. It really did. It was your yeah. first probably. I don't know if it was showdown, she didn't make the final, but I, it was your first meeting with Charlie Reynolds, really. Was, I, again, I came from there, I remember being disappointed. Uh, I 
definitely believe I could have won that. If I'd well, you had final. you and Charlie and Martin were all in the motos together. And right. It's one of those videos where you see all the motos. Again, I'm struggling to remember the results in the motos, but I've got a feeling I won every moto. You did, you did, yeah. I won every yeah. moto yeah. with them in it. And again, it was a semi-final. I kind of fluffed my gate, I think. And maybe did I ride that? Must have rode the doubles. Yeah. Because I didn't get the speed out of the gate. And then coming around the first corner, John Indry fell off in front of me. And I just plowed straight into him. Right. And that was it. No final for me. Yeah. Gutted, absolutely gutted, to be honest. But and then yeah, Ch- Charlie then went on to double. Charlie went on and doubled, um, which I was gutted about. I, I honestly believe I could have done better. Yeah. Did you and Charlie race? So you did probably the last couple of nationals. So did you win? You and Charlie went at it at Wigan the last national, didn't you? I can't remember. Yeah, that. I honestly can't remember. Well, you did. It's like Paul. We've watched the video that many. I times, know. I know. So yeah. I can't remember that one, but yeah. Um, Can you remember talking to like them guys or anything back then? Or I was quiet. I didn't. Yeah. Mix, I didn't mix a lot with with the people I raced against because I, as as I found out when you turned super class and I started racing you. Yeah. That, the fire goes out for me. It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, all I'm worried about is crashing you out. Or... <laughs> Once I like people or I know people well, I'd rather not race them. Right. Because I feel like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, if I'm going to T-bone somebody in the corner... Right. You know, you know, you yeah, know what it's like. Awkward, yeah. I remember Leywan, me and you raced, I think we were in the gates next to each other, and straight away I just thought, oh, no, here we go. The in- indoor and I just backed off straight away. Yeah, indoor yeah. Leywan. In, in I've been about 90 then, would Yeah, yeah, so we're both super class. And I, for me, then I just I just back off. But I was better when I didn't know people. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about when you didn't back off. So yeah. that was the end of '84, moving in '85. By the end of '84, I think I, I've I've looked at it. You won Wigan in the 16s, which okay. was the last national of the year. And then you did you like okay? I've been watching these super class dudes. I think well, I can. This is again. I'm sure I mentioned it to you before. At the end of '84, there was a super class race in Chesterfield. Yes, but it's not been in any magazines or anything. Uh, yeah, and I can't. Work Phil out. Charlie told me a bit about it. I think as well. He knows a bit about it. Yeah. yeah. So most of the super class guys turned up. Um, I don't think Tim was there. I, I I struggle to remember who was there. I definitely remember Sid Salisbury there. Tony Slater. <sighs> Struggling. To remember who who was there, but so they put on a supercross race at Chesterfield at the end of the season. So this would be the end of '84. Yeah, and I thought, you know what, I need to know where I am now, so I'm going to enter that. Yeah, and see how I do against all the new superclass lads who were all older than me, probably bigger than me, and more experienced. And I ended up winning it, um, which is like you say, I can't. I don't know if it was in magazines or not. It wasn't. No, no, not at all. Which is weird. Because when you were out into that, I forgot about that. If yeah. somebody's going to put a superclass rate on, you yeah. surely want the coverage with it. But yeah. anyway, and I won that one, so I would have beat all the, most of the superclass lads. And that was like the the flash. Then, like, okay, I can. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a bit of a realization. Actually, maybe I can step up and do all right against everybody. So you kind of do get that. You're not quite sure. You're doing good in your own age class, but you're not really sure about the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, come '85, I just thought, you know what? Well, then the eight during that period, the winter of '84, that's when they announced that pros they're yeah. starting a pro class. Pro so class, you had the option still to go super class, which would have been with Craig Schofield, yeah. Gary Llewellyn, yeah, and a few yeah. of those guys, or go straight to pro. Mm. You obviously made the right decision. You went straight to pro. Did you consider going super class or? I didn't know half the things that. <sighs> I I'm not the brightest of people, let's be honest. Uh, and then you just sit and think about what what do you think you really want to do? And obviously they start talking about a bit of money you could earn from racing pro and then 
uh, Tony Hoffman by this time stepped in, wants to become my personal manager. Again, we know, me and my dad know nothing about self-promotion, anything like that. Yeah. So Tony Hoffman was there, and, and we ended up signing up to Redline, which mm-hmm. Tony must have sorted out, you know. So That would have been with Pete Dawson then, right? Pete Dawson, yeah, yeah. We, we had the big sit-down, and that, I know that's been in the magazine. Yeah, well, there's a picture of that, yeah. Uh, and I think nobody really knew what I wanted to do, so I just, I think I just thought, you know what, let's go pro. But back then when you went pro, it meant you couldn't ride anywhere else. No. You couldn't race anywhere else. You could only enter pro races. And it used to be a lot of pro and sport back then was the same thing. If you went pro, that was it. It was a crappy role because you that it was, disqualified yeah. you guys from racing in Europe, yeah, where yeah. superclass yeah. Europe was really good. It was good yeah, riders, yeah. good Amazing, good yeah. series. They went to all the different yeah. countries. Oh yeah. So you guys really, yeah, it was. Well, that, yeah, there was as much as everything went right for me in '85 racing wise. Yeah. There was a little bit of regret, thinking, well, I can't, I can't go to Europe. I can't race in Europe unless there was a big pro race already put on with a yeah a, a proper purse. So there, you know, you're watching all these guys going off to race superclass in Europe. Well, then you got Craig and Gary Llewellyn yeah. winning pretty and, much winning yeah, that stuff. And, Going and winning titles, yeah. and but they only got up a hundred pound probably for winning national. Yeah. Where you guys got three twenty five, three fifty, whatever oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty. So good. it did. It was, it was a little bit better in that. It was a thousand pound purse spread through the main. So yeah, yeah three twenty five for first. Which let's be honest, in eighty five I did all right. That's pretty good. Yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. I didn't do bad at all. So yeah, yeah the money wise was good, but there was a a little bit of regret wishing I could race more. Yeah, like, yeah. More often, more places, different people. I did think if I want to keep learning, you've got to keep expanding. And, yeah. And it, it did. I mean, the only natural thing I probably should have done at the end of '85 is maybe gone to America. Yeah. Which I never did. So. But, yeah. Well, we'll yeah, get in. Yeah. We'll get into the America part in a second. Let's talk a little bit about '85. So, on the gate with Big Trevor Robinson, Tim March, yeah. Andy Ruffle, Sid. You know, well, Pete Middleton, Alan Woods. So, what were same same mindset as you said previously about sixteens? Like, I think I can beat these dudes, or you like, I, I want I, this. I'm pretty sure I would have thought that at first, but I mean, these are all the guys you've been looking in magazines, you've been watching their careers, so to speak, over three or four years previous, before I'd even started racing. You knew all their names. Yeah. So no, I'm pretty sure I went in not kind of believing. I I know the end the race at the end of '84 triggered something yeah. in me but maybe most of them or some of them weren't there um, but Trev I mean Big Trev he, he was frightening to race at the best of times at Derby and places like that where he just got the raw power yeah I mean you're always going to struggle against Trev um, but no I, I can't remember feeling like that at first no not at all um, I think Slough uh, the first national well we, we did Hounslow there was a race at Derby was that pre-season that was, did Trev won that one? That was 84, still superclass, yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't think you did that, though, did you? No, I'm sure there was another one or something. I think there was but another one a year later, I think. There was something at Ipswich. Ipswich, that's, Ipswich yeah. Ipswich yeah. Pete the Middleton. I think yeah, Pete Middleton Trev, won. I think Trevor, had he won the first two finals. And he messed up the last one, maybe. I got two seconds, I think. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. It might, I mean, you, you're the magazine buff, I, I don't know. I think Trev got two first and I got two seconds. And I was really, really happy with that. And then I don't know what happened in the third final. Maybe me and Trev screwed up big time. Yeah. I don't know. And Pete ended up winning. Pete yeah. Middleton won that one. Yeah. Um, so maybe Pete won the last final. 
which when you take all the points in, it, yeah, it really, yeah, yeah. Consistency. If you don't keep consistent, yeah, mm. you, you ain't gonna win the overalls. So yeah, Pete won that one, and that was I think again that was the start where I thought you know what, maybe I can do this. Mm. Maybe, maybe I can. Yeah, start to feel a little bit more confident. Yeah, I think you got second or third at Hounslow, which was the first national of the year. And Slough, you won one of the mains, crashed another one, but you was definitely yeah. the fastest, one of the fastest oh, dudes yeah. there by on, then. I was on fire that day. Yeah, man. yeah. But, but I crashed, I went out, slipped my pedals, went over the bars. Yeah. Much as that cartoon strip crashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, lot of some good good video footage yeah. and magazine footage from Slough, them yeah. three mains. I was on fire that day yeah. until I crashed. Yeah. yeah. I can remember feeling pretty good, which is weird because I... I was never that keen on slough track, to be honest. But mm. Yeah, Hounslow, again, that was another one. And then there was the massive thing in the magazine about me. I think, did I win Cruiser? Did I win There's, Cruiser? That at Hounslow? Yeah. Did I win you Cruiser did. There's and, a picture of you going down the first straight, yeah. 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 I might have won Cruiser there and got second on 20. Which yeah. For me then, but I was like, wow. Yeah. Right, this is it. I Good little work. payday. I didn't even go to work the next day. <laughs> and uh, I got told by my gaffer that I needed to make a decision. Did I want to work for him still or race BMX and I think I actually walked out of my job what was you doing <laughs> then working for Bill Smith alright Paul Smith's dad oh you think he'd have understood a bit more wouldn't well, you yeah, thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah. to be fair for him he, he did the right thing and I did the wrong thing in a way but uh, so I didn't go to work for quite some time Yeah, I didn't have a full time job for quite a while I mean you make good money spent, in racing yeah I just spent all my time then riding bikes and uh, yeah I was earning enough yeah, 18, 17, 18 years old then, I was earning enough money not to work. Yeah. Which sounds a bit silly, but I didn't need a lot of spending money. Um, still living at home and all that kind of stuff, so I don't think I bothered working for about a year or something. And then obviously with the Kellogg's win, I mean, that was £1,000, so yeah. which is oh, a lot of money. Crazy, yeah, £1,000 yeah, for about 40 seconds work. Chat a little bit about that then. Obviously, you knew all the Americans were. And then did you just kind of get confidence through the day? Because obviously it was the first round. Again, I can't remember. I don't remember much about it at all. Um, obviously, when I get nervous, I think my brain goes into shutdown or something and I just start to forget things. And mm. So I can't remember exactly. But again, I can remember thinking, oh, it's raining, I hate the rain. I don't, as much as uh, it, it probably did favour me, mm. I don't like racing in rain and mud. I never have. I never right. will. And uh, but yeah, I can. I think I can remember asking somebody, "What? How much do you get for last?" Right. When I went <laughs> up for that final, yeah. I think it was it's, still fifty quid. Which a lot of money then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fifty quid or something for last. Yeah, but I'm sure I've got in my head that oh mate, I'm, I, I think that probably took the pressure off. Yeah, I've made the final. Well, no, it's hard to make the final. No other English lad had made the final, so no. I was the only English lad in there. But then you've got legends in there, you know, and you've got you've got Harry Leary and Stu Thompson and Mike Miranda and. Brackens and it it seems again I never I'm I'm crap at taking stuff in but I suppose when I sit and think about it a bit more it, it's absolutely bonkers what happened that day. Well, you came around the first turn in second and then you obviously got a good pump off the little doubles yeah. and, and shot straight by Stu. I mean, second one you'd have been probably pr- pretty happy with second. I'd be happy with second, yeah, and you probably didn't just, even expect to pass him, did you? I, I come you out just that did. Corner, I think yeah. I must have probably got a few cranks in coming out of the corner as well. Maybe Stu's probably yeah a little bit scared to put the cranks in. I chucked a couple of cranks in, I think, and, yeah. and then got the pump out of that first corner. Yeah, and I shot flew past him. him. I thought, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. You didn't even have to get aggressive or nothing. No, you just no, and then, him, yeah. and then it was all for me. Right, get around that next corner, and I think I've got this. Yeah. Uh, straight away, and I can remember going over that bridge, just 
spinning like crazy. I don't know what gearing I was on. We used to play with gearings all the time with my dad, so I was probably, <laughs> probably on 43 or a 45, 17 or something. Yeah. And then you come off that bridge and go, whoa, 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 that corner's a bit muddy. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it was weird. And it was only when I went back under the bridge, I, I, I'd already started to think in my head, oh, my God. Thousand what, pounds. What have I just done? yeah. yeah. Who's behind me? What was think? What what was uh, more uh, the thousand pound for winning or, or winning? Just winning. Combo Just about. Be, yeah, yeah. all them people. And, yeah. Um, I mean, I hate having cameras stuffed in my face and microphones. And yeah. Things like that, really, I've never felt comfortable with it. But when I was coming under that bridge, I kind of knew I'd done something special. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, thinking all these people. I mean, who was in that final? Was with Richie Anderson in that Richie final? Richie Anderson, Rackham, Steve yeah. Thompson. Yeah. I mean, these are people I've watched on the Jag World Cups on the telly on the Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah. And, and recorded it on VHS, you know, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And you think, are they behind me? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Right, I love this. And I can remember coming around that, I thought, right, just stop on, stop on. <laughs> and I think. There was a little double roller thing before the finish, and I just I can remember thinking, shall I, shall I pedal it? Try and pedal it. Right. <laughs> Stupid things going through your head. Yeah. Well, they do, don't they? And, uh, you know, little daft things going through your head. And as soon as I come over the line, I just thought, oh dear, this is, this is nuts. This is crackers. What's going to happen? And then obviously my mum and dad appeared, and Rachel appeared, and mm-hmm. Pete Dawson. Yeah. Tim, even Tim ran over, slapped me on the back of Link, and uh, yeah, it was all a. I didn't know what to say. I never do. I think it was good. You handled it. You handled it good. Yeah. Yeah. I was just. I was chuffed. And that was it. And then you went right into the next round, right? Quick lunch break. Same day. Yeah. 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 It must have been the same day. We went straight back in, and um, again, I I can't remember any of the heats or. I I can't remember. And then, obviously, in the final, I got fourth. Yeah, you had a uh, shitty game, but yeah, you came through. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tried picking people off as they were coming through. Yeah, and put Alice I got in the fourth, yeah. and then it was only that. So after that first day, I was leading the points of the Kelloggs, which yeah. was absolutely mental. You just, yeah. Well, we got to talk so about, strange. and, and so you got underneath Alice in the last corner, which then he went on to finish and hit the finish yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Gary. Did uh, you, did he ever did he, did he ever say anything or anything? No, no, no. He got, well, he, on the telly, you can see he's got. A, He's, I don't know if he's looking at me, but right. he doesn't look very happy. Right. <clears throat> There's a bit of a filthy look at the finish line. Did any of the Americans... What, how did the Americans react then to that first day? I can't remember speaking to anybody. Um, I've I've heard tales about the team manager who... You, Bob Hadley? Yes, I think it was. So tell us what he said. Well, somebody told me that he, they all got back on the team bus and he, he lost his shit. And, oh, uh, really? So I can't believe it. Well, we need to know that, Americans yeah, listening. So I Hollywood I Mike. I don't know if that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'd like to know to that. say that. I've heard that he lost his shit. Yeah. And, and basically shouting a little about, yeah. oh, you, you've let these uh, English guys beat you or something. I, I don't know. Right. I mean, uh, <laughs> let's be honest, the weather was a little bit in my favour, but if you come to England to race, you'd better prepare a bit more, aren't you? Yeah, you yeah. used to be in the damp conditions and that kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm going to take that forever, that one, that one. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know, you take it anyway it comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so all of a sudden, then we go home for a few days, um, waiting, and then the weather turned better. 
Um, so it became more the Americans' favour. But I think if they did have the bollocking, then I'm pretty sure that they changed yeah. the way they, they rode. Well, Tommy Bracken said in a few of the interviews, says once the sun come out, he said his confidence came. And Yeah, and I had a yeah, bit of a... Yeah. I know I had a bit of a wobble. Yeah. Um, but then, I, actually, towards the end, I think I'd started doing all you, right. Yeah, you had a... You I had a, the final again. You did, yeah. The yeah. last couple, you, you got back on it. I yeah. think you, you got lost a little bit in the middle. I did, yeah. yeah. I kind of yeah. came came away from the buzz of leading. Yeah. And I don't know what happened. I swapped bikes, I think. That's when you just got I the freestyle sw- bike. Yeah, I, swapped, <laughs> yeah. I, swapped, I don't know what was going off in my head. I've got this thing, I don't like doing the thing, same thing twice. And I always think, well, if you can do it that way, then why don't you try, try something different? So I think I ended up swapping to a, an RL20 freestyle bike. You won a couple of races on that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it probably yeah. wasn't the best thing to do doing the car. No, it was a bit yeah. stupid looking back at how stupid that was. But yeah, I swapped bikes and rode a freestyle bike. Hmm. Um, what? Who does that? <laughs> I've no, <laughs> no idea why. Yeah, I've no idea why. Uh, why my dad even let me do it? I've got no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we swapped to an RL twenty and decided to see if that was going to work as any better. I don't know. Did we think it might be better, or did, I've got no idea. I yeah. Don't that. Well, you still so, made a couple of finals at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I still towards the end when I got used, to, I suppose swapping bikes when I yeah. got to get used to that one again. Um, but yeah, I ended up making the last one or two finals, I think, something like that. So. Bits and all, it was a very successful Kellogg's for you. Like I say, you're still working everything out, turning pro. You still only just got used to racing the English guys. I, and then, Well, that yeah. was May. I know that was May. Yeah. Um, so our season had only been running a couple of months. It was only your second season it racing BMX. It was only the second season racing BMX. And it was yeah. only, I'd only been racing pro about three months, four yeah. months, something like that. These probably guys, Stu long. and Harry, had I probably already all, probably done a, <laughs> yeah. a long stint, you know? Experienced yeah. pro racers um, from America who were all, let's face it, they were magazine gods, weren't they? Yeah, like, yeah. For all of us. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was all a bit... Yeah, I've not been racing pro three months, maybe. And it was... I raced amateur the year before and that was it so yeah in the 16s still so, great yeah, it's pretty yeah. crackers a crackers uh Kellogg's for me really was it was um, you finished off the season obviously you went on to yeah just battling with ruffle march um yeah all the people were said pete milton yeah big trev and then you ended yeah. up ukb i think it came down to you and ruffle for the number one at wigan right well, I, can't, I can't remember. I, I know you was in contention anyway. And yeah, Ruffle got so. it on. Ruffle got it. Got the number one. But you did win MBMXA number yeah, one pro that year. Up, yeah, I was MBMXA number one pro. Yeah, and UK BMX number two pro. So not so, a bad first year. <laughs> turning pro at seventeen and yeah. and ending up with them kind of rankings. Yeah, again, I don't think about it too much through my life. I just get on with life. But I suppose when you sit down and think about it, it it's it, it, yeah. It's like a, a dream entry into anything. Isn't it? Was there any any heated conversations with March and and Ruffle or anybody? And me and Ruffs used to fall out all the time, um, just because of I aggressive remember, riding. I can't or remember just, what was yeah. said. I, obviously, you know what it's like. You get yeah. competitions always going to raise tempers and arguments. Yeah, and, yeah. I, mean, I think me and Ruffs had a few run-ins, but again, I didn't really mix with that lot. Yeah. So I tried. I tried to stay out of their way because yeah. Once I get friendly with people, I find it quite difficult to race against them, to be honest. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think me and Ruff's had a couple of run-ins. I don't think I did with anybody else. Um, Tim was Tim was really good with me. Um, but again, he, he 
come and sit in, sit in the van and talk to my mum and dad and I'd just disappear out of the way. I'd get out of his way and clear off. Yeah. <laughs> Embarrassingly now, but, yeah, I do I do like him. But, yeah, I mean, I don't remember much falling out with but me and me and Ruffs, yeah, we had a few ding-dongs, but yeah. if you're chasing the number one title... It's all part of it, it's all, it? it's all part of it, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So, 86, you get on GT then. So, you leave Redline, you go on GT, start at 86. <clears> yeah, you daft you. Um, but yeah. tell us a bit about 86 then. Obviously, Slough Worlds were coming up. Yeah, so 86, yeah. I'm feeling good. Um, I, I, again, I can't remember many of the results, but I must have been leading the points by quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and then we had the notorious Hounslow weekend. So, tell yeah. us about that then, the skateboard crash. Yeah, so I'd, I've always I always liked skateboarding in the seventies anyway, and then kind of eighty five skateboard started to reappear a bit more again. I thought, oh, I'll get myself a skateboard and start skating again and doing bits. Of, so I was winter of eighty five. I was riding a skateboard quite a lot as well. Um, and again, I you th- I thought I was invincible. I didn't think it, I'd fell off my bike and motorbikes and all sorts all through my life. And you, you kind of get that. You really think you're invincible. You could do nothing wrong. Uh, so I'm riding a skateboard at Arslow track and uh, on the quarter pipe there. And it all went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and this is during the race as well, right? So yeah, I'd practice. Yeah. This is a day of practice, so it must be on the Saturday. Um, I'd be practicing on my bike all day and then start riding the skate park after practice. Uh, and then, yeah, 50-50... I don't know, my back foot came off, planted on the quarter as it went on the board. My left foot was on the board, which was shot away from me, and I heard the snap as I went down. <laughs> it sounded like a branch snapping. Uh, and when I lay on the floor, weirdly, my adrenaline must have been up because it didn't even hurt, and I lay on the floor and my foot was backwards. Yeah. I thought, oh, something's wrong here. I tried to put my foot back, um, but then we hobbled over to St John's Ambulance, mad panic, Ensues and and we're off to the hospital. They uh, they uh, performed surgery that night and rebuilt everything. So I broke my tib, my fib, my ankle, dislocated my ankle, and it compounded through the skin, all in one crash. And this is right uh, before Slough Worlds, right? Is, yeah. So I this is June '86. Uh, so my foot and my ankle had to be rebuilt. Um, yeah, so this tib and fib had spiral fractured as well, so that's what went through the skin. And um, <laughs> even then, I, I kept saying, it'll be all right, I've got a race tomorrow. It'll be all right, it'll be all right won't it? I've got a race yeah. tomorrow. And the doctors are just going, no, no you're not. You, you might never ride a bike again. Uh, that's what they told me. Yeah. And then spent a week in Hounslow, uh, West Middlesex Hospital, whatever it was, um, with Sam and Darren Wood bringing me presents and stuff so all the locals the locals get popping in with the presents yeah, nice. and all sorts while I was down there for a week all on my own um, yeah so then a week later I, I get to go home uh, and I just start riding my bike again with a plastic cast on <laughs> I remember going to Coxmoor National and rode the whole track with my plastic cast on <laughs> <laughs> um, I did fall off actually and banged it which was a bit that's stupid, a scary track it? even without that yeah, yeah. so I was doing all stupid stuff still uh, and then five five weeks later I cut the cast off with a rusty axle blade like planning on trying to race the world right I yeah I suppose I've got that in the back of my mind thinking what what's coming up 
I need to get back onto my bike and race as quick as possible. So yeah, I cut, I cut a plaster cast off myself with a rusty axle blade and bandaged it up and started riding again. First race back at Derby uh, and I got a third. Kind of happy with that, I suppose, but yeah. I, I didn't feel, let's be honest, you're not 100%. So, yeah. Um, a bit of a daft move, really, I suppose, cutting it all off myself, but <clears throat> as you do, you're 19 years old at this point or whatever I was. Um, and you've got all these mad ideas that you... I still think I'm invincible, even though I've just smashed my leg and my ankle to bits. But, right. Um, and then I, I, I don't know what happened then, race-wise. Was Colin Tree in there? What was that? So obviously you missed, you, you missed the Worlds, though, still, obviously, right? Well, well, I was at the Worlds. Yeah. I've got a, There's a photo of me on the gate. P- planning, so you was planning to try and race? I think, in the air, I probably thought, you know, I want to see if I can still do this. Yeah. But obviously, I'm not firing on all cylinders at all. So. so you would have pulled out even before the controversial enough then? <sighs> Probably so, yeah. I mean, I wasn't... If I'd have raced, I'd have just embarrassed myself, I think. Yeah. It would have been a bit silly, but... So, um, what, what... so there's a definitely a picture of me on the gate. I think I've seen that, yeah, yeah. Somewhere, so... But I think it was known you weren't racing. I mean, it's not like... <clears throat> um... So here's a question. Obviously, we don't have to go into all the politics and stuff. That For the ones listening that don't know, the British guys... Decided not to race. We spoke about this a lot. Gary Llewellyn was banned at the time yeah. from racing pro in England from something he'd done. And the Pro Riders Association in England um, had kind of a, a union type thing. And because it wasn't a pro national, UCL, IBMX at the time said, well, Gary can still race if he wants yes. to. The UK Pro says, if Gary races, we're not. Gary says, I'm racing. Gary did race. The UK PRA decided not to race. Um, and there's still lots of debate. Should they, should have not have. If you were riding good and you hadn't been injured, would you have wanted to race? Because that was a big I opportunity for you. I would have wanted to race, yeah. definitely. But would you have followed I, suit or would you have... I'm pretty sure I would have followed suit. Yeah. I would have done... But that would have been a big shame for you because that would have been a big a big chance for you there. Yeah, that the world. broken ankle yeah, took yeah. the decision away from Yeah, no, exactly. In a yeah, way, yeah. but I'm pretty sure I'd have followed suit. I wouldn't have raced. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty big on the collective thing where... You think you're doing the right thing, but you also did a lot of sport, you. But so. you also did a lot of rebelly stuff as well. And oh it, yeah, you I know did. there was a big opportunity there for you. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I did. I mean, I was, I always was the rebel. I always kind of, I, I kind of did my own thing a little bit. But I'm, I'm still big on the union kind of thing. And if you've got a, we joined the PRA for a reason to look after each other and yeah. and and as a collective, we took the vote not to race, and I. I'm pretty sure even if I was 100% fit, I wouldn't have raced. I'd have pulled out. All right. Um, but if you had have raced, yeah. and me and Paul's had this conversation, <laughs> yeah. where do you think you would have come? <sighs> if all it's the UK hard, pros it, raced. It's hard to beat the human dragster. Yeah. Well, let's just um, talk about some of the guys who were, who were there. Obviously, Tommy yeah, Brackens was there and won. Sean Texas, Gary Ellis, Greg, Greg Hill, Hill, Eddie King, uh, yeah. Mike Miranda, yeah. and then I, obviously Gary and Charlie. Uh, Racing Tommy several times. Because he came and did Lowestoft. He raced yes. in 86 over in Lowestoft with Eddie. Eddie came as well, I think. Eddie Didn't you get there. second behind Tommy? Yeah, I think I did. Okay, again, you'd be better at the results. Yeah, you did. Then. You got second behind Brackens. Uh, yeah. I always felt um, my only... I wished I'd started weight training or something back yeah. then because I think there's... I've, on, on, in a track and track craft and... Everything else, I pretty much think I, I got my 
Yeah. I got the measure of most people. Yeah, yeah. Tommy was different level. Yeah, first straight. First straight, out of the gate. I mean, I could probably beat him out of the gate for the first pedal. Yeah. Two pedals. And then he was gone. Yeah. You know, and I, even I, I, most of my racing was won from the start. I know I was a fast starter. Yeah. But I couldn't beat Tommy. And I think Slough favoured Tommy anyway. Yeah, like yeah. First straight, especially. And I think he, even if I'd have got a good gate, I'm pretty sure Tommy would have dragstered. Yeah. Uh, dragstered me down the first straight completely. So. Me and top, Paul. Top me, three or four? Yeah, yeah. Me top and, three or four. Me I and think, Paul. Yeah. Me and Paul, and he'll, he'll confirm this. We put you third or fourth. We yeah. put. We put um, Bracken's definitely the fastest I think guy. Sean Texas was fast. Well, Sean Texas was fast, but it made mistakes. Yeah. We thought Ellis probably good for second yeah. still, yeah. and we think we could have slotted you in for third there with yeah. just with Sean. Greg, Ke- I mean, Greg Hill wasn't riding that great that that weekend, yeah. you know. Even though he, you know, but, obviously- yeah, realistically, mm. I, mm. I, as much confidence I'd had as I yeah. have in '86 or the beginning of '86, I would have probably put me in third. Or yeah, third. yeah, that's third, third. A good, a good day if you're riding good. Yeah, I think, yeah. and. Uh, but yeah, it's a good woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah, 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 yeah it would have yeah, been yeah. nice to have yeah. gotten the measure and see what had happened, but yeah. it weren't to be, you know. But yeah, yeah, there's no way I could beat Tommy down the first straight, I'm pretty sure. Not without, looking back now, I should have been going in the gym for a year or two. Well, yeah, I remember you did go to the gym once with us, because then, then, then walked you walked out. out. <laughs> <laughs> I hated the gym. Yeah. Why do you do this to yourself? Yeah. yeah, so yeah, realistically, probably a third. Or yeah, which would have still been great. Oh, yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah. fantastic, you know. But, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. home worlds, everybody yeah, there. Yeah, I know, yeah. So then, really, after that, the UK Pro, again, it's not, uh, we're not doing a, um, a political UK Pro um, podcast, but obviously the Pro class then in the UK. Kind of that was the end of it, really. Diminished it, it, politics. Yeah, it started and, to dissolve quite a bit after that. So UK BMX pretty much ditched the pros. Yeah. Uh, after that, and you guys uh, stuck. And it was w- all MBMXA for the pro class after that, which, again, looking back now, I wasn't particularly happy. Eighty-seven. I must have. I think I won everywhere. Well, this is what I got here in my notes, and what I know in the back of my head. By then, by the end of eighty-six, eighty-seven, and, and up to eighty-eight, you was a class of your own. Nobody could be eighty-seven. You, yeah, I yeah. won every race I yeah. entered. I know yeah. that. I know that for by sure. long, <clears throat> long margins. Yeah, again, yeah, yeah. that cocky, if you want to call it cocky, that kind of confidence where I just knew I could do it. You know, I just. And there was three finals, and you won like eighteen in a row or something. Once it's something it stupid was something like that. crazy, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Where I even tripled out so many times or something like that. Yeah, tripling out back then was a massive thing. Oh yeah, if you could triple out, it was huge. I remember Ruffle tripling out at Immingham. Yeah, it was, it was massive. Wow, yeah, he's won all three finals. You know. Yeah, but by eighty-seven, I was tripling out pretty regular. Um, I, 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 in my head, I've got. I won every single race I entered. Now that might not have been tripling out, but. I definitely won every race I entered. It seemed like overall. no, you was in a, by eighty-seven, yeah. absolutely class of your own, and yeah. there was a bit of. It seemed like, I'll say it, Tim didn't like it because he complained about you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. Far, we're talking about Farnham now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, that's where I suppose my cockiness was starting to come into it quite a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, Tim. He he wrote on the back of his number plate. I'm no chump. I don't need to jump. <laughs> Meaning that you jump the gate. Meaning that. So there's a big inquiry then about whether I jump the gate or not. Right. So I think 
I don't think I ever jumped. No, out. never. No, you but, worked it out. But yeah. I worked yeah. out. Yeah, I spent so much time studying and practicing gate starts. Yeah, that I pretty much nailed. Do I would guess people start like that all the time? Yeah, yeah. Does you know? It's yeah, like you really attack the gate. Yeah, yeah. So you've got your front wheel up and moving before the gate starts. Dropping. But you had a good drive as well, two, three, four. But then you yeah. almost push the. You know, yeah. you almost got to the point where if you got the timing bang on, yeah, you almost push the gate down. Yeah, the front wheel. And I spent so much time practicing. That, yeah, you know, we're down Hillsome Yeah, yeah. yeah. Midweek, just yeah, yeah. gates after gates. Phil Tenney used to do the gate, gate. for us. Yeah, we used yeah, to yeah, do yeah. thousands of gates yeah. all the time. So I'd pretty much worked out that within the legal rules of jumping the gates that I could go mm-hmm. probably earlier than most people. Yeah. Um, you just go to the, I'd, you, I'd throw my weight forward. You just go to the top of the gate, which yeah, everybody yeah. did in years to come, yeah. years after that, you know. I'd just throw my weight forward, pull the front wheel up, yeah. and that's your first bit yeah. done. Uh, I got lucky in a way, I've always told people this as well, that I jump off my left foot. Yeah. So if I do a long jump or a high jump or whatever, my left leg is my strongest, which on a gate start, I'm more comfortable moving right foot forward. Yeah. So already I'm at, at an advantage to yes. maybe over a lot of people because my trailing leg, mm-hmm. which you get a full crank mm-hmm. at, is my strongest leg. Yeah. You should start with your weakest leg first. Yeah. Your weight throws you forward. Yeah. Your weakest leg gets a little quarter of a crank. Mm-hmm. It's done. The only thing that's carrying you forward there is your body weight. Yeah. But my left leg is the big powerful leg, is the one that's then got the full crank or a full half crank as your second pedal. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd worked out the timing on the gates and I'd worked in my head that my le- left leg is my strongest leg and that's what... So that, all of a sudden, you've got the best bit of the first bit mm-hmm. and the strongest leg coming around for your second pedal is the best bit as well again the confidence maybe that I've worked all that out myself doing gate starts I just used to attack the gate all the time and I mean you was winning out. nationals you were just racing yourself down the first straight there was yeah. nobody there you was, you was coming out the gate and you were just gone yeah you know? got a big lead to come in yeah. to the first corners and then uh, I know a lot of people you say, all you do then is back off. But I did, and then, and then I tried to control it from the front, um, which didn't always work, but, you know, I, I kind of, the first straight was my best bit for me. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, so Farnham National, I got accused of, there was a big <laughs> inquiry in the magazines and all sorts, pictures, shots of me, gate starts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and Tim obviously got a little bit upset with the uh, I'm no chump, I don't need to jump. So I just wrote on the back of my plate, I'm no chump, I just win or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't jump, I just win or something. Right, like I, I, him up more. I used to turn it around and show him right. before racing. And stuff like <laughs> Again, but you're into the mind games thing then, aren't you? So, yeah, you're like, it's kind of, it used to make me laugh. Well, them guys were... in cricket, they call it sledging, don't they? And I suppose in a lot of other stuff, it's like where you're trying to get in your mind of yeah, your yeah. opponents, you know. I so. mean, there was even saying about football last night, about the goalie, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah Same ball, messing kicking the ball, yeah, yeah. all of that kind of stuff, yeah. So Little things that give you the edge. that territory where you're trying to play mind games with each other then. So yeah. it just made me laugh. I, I just thought it was funny. But. but it seemed like, you know, by 87, you, you was demolishing them, let's be honest. Um, your ruffle and marches are all fading away you know uh, you got the new guys coming into the pro class Tony Fleming you had good battles with yeah uh, Damon Parkinson Whopper yeah. had moved up Paul Gray um, 
so the pro class was a little bit changing. Um, what was your thoughts on racing them guys? Lee Alexander was another guy in that. I always thought Damon Parkinson was very underrated because he didn't come yeah. from a dominating amateur. Yeah, he wasn't spoke about much. He wasn't had much magazines, but he was looking at some of those videos that Whopper's dad's been posting. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, like him, you, and Flem had some good battles. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. The, I think and Lee without, as well. Yeah, without trying to upset everybody else, I guess we were kind of the top three at the time. Yeah. We? So, yeah, you knew it was always going to be a bit with Flem. Flem's big, powerful. He can ride a bike. You know, it was always going to be a battle with Flem. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Damon was. No disrespect to Damon, I'm not sure he was on the same level as me and Flem. I, I don't know, he's might li- bubbling a little bit behind. Yeah. But yeah, he, he 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 was another one that just seemed to suddenly come from nowhere, and he was he yeah. was top three pro, you know. He didn't have the usual path of being on Mongoose no, GT yeah. Rally number yeah. one. He just like kind of appeared from the northwest yeah. on Torker, I think. Torker Thruster. And Thruster, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, but then yeah. straight into a top three pros, which was pretty impressive, and a good yeah, bike rider. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He could ride a bike as well, which is yeah. again. This is for me. I always respect the riders that can throw a bike about a bit as well, not yeah. just race that that ride for fun, that maybe ride skate park and trails. And I think then Flemdog and yeah. and Damon, um, yeah, Flem could they, ride. They yeah. could still ride a bike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, weren't, they weren't just you know no big ball out racers. Well, that's where it was changing a little bit, wasn't well. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them years. Yeah. So eighty eight. I, I seem to remember. I'm, I must have won every race I entered again, right up until Tamworth. Yeah. And um, so Tamworth, uh, I'd already discussed with Tony Hoffman that I wasn't happy with the way Pro Class was going because originally with the Pro Class we and Tony Hoffman was kind of running the whole thing then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the PRA, yeah. Pro Riders Association. Yeah, so he was your guy that everybody kind of he was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He ran the lot. I mean, we owe him a lot as well, Tony. Yeah, he really did. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but me and him didn't really see eye to eye on the way the Pro Class was going originally with the Pro Class you had to make so many superclass finals before you could progress into the pro pro class. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was. You had to make five finals or something like that. And then, then you could turn pro. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden, everybody, anybody could turn pro. So yeah. there wasn't any qualifying criteria anymore, which I suppose with the dwindling numbers was probably the right thing to do, to be honest. But I didn't see that. I saw the, I saw the birth of pro, the superclass you turn super class, or you was about to turn super class, I think. So this Lynchy and Woody and those Anthony Revel. They were Revs. Yeah, yeah Lynchy. Darren and O'Neill. Like, they would they yeah. were, and all of a sudden people were starting to discuss who was fastest. Yeah. And a lot of the consensus back then was that Superclass were faster than Pro Class. Yeah. <clears throat> so I basically said to Tony that we started to Look a bit like a laughing stock, yeah. Against what now appears to be that the superclass riders are all better than us, yeah. And we're supposed to be, yeah, elite, yeah. At the time, the elite clusters, the elite, yeah. And I had so I had all these discussions with Tony, and he we kind of had a bit of a head to head. And he, he said, Look, if you want to go back superclass, I'll fix it for you. Which, again, once you turn pro, you weren't really allowed to go back. No, no one had ever done that, no, no. nobody had ever done that, so. He said, if you want to go back, I can fix it for you. I said, well, I think now the best racing is Superclass. Mm. And I'd like to go back there and prove that I can beat them. Yeah. Or at least have a go at beating them. Because, yeah. again, the da- the darts were there then. Yeah. They're all faster than the Pro Class. So Tamworth was, became my last race. 
that was going to be my last pro race. Um, so Russ was still racing. Yeah. Um, and and in the first final, <laughs> in the first final, I went a bit wide in the first corner, and Tony Fleming came under me, and. I'll be honest, I just thought, oh no, he's not, he's trying to push me over the berm. <laughs> so I just grabbed his arm and pulled him out <laughs> of the berm with me. Uh, so which I got placed last for. Um, I didn't want it to go out like that, but yeah, it, sorry Flem. But yeah, so I grabbed Flem's arm and pulled him over the berm with me. And Ruffle went on and won. Uh, I think I won the second and third finals, but it wasn't enough to pass Ruff's totals. Yeah. And Ruff's won his, and and little did we know then. I don't think he, he even he remembers it, but that was his last ever pro race yeah, as well. I think he, he knew he, that was probably his last chance to he win. He won, yeah, yeah. and he just walked away. Yeah, which well, yeah. fair play to him, you know. Yeah. He won a national and then walked away. So that was my, as far as I can remember properly, that was the first race I'd lost as an overall mm-hmm. for for two years, um, uh, which was kind of sad that I, my last ever pro race I didn't win it. But then I had to come back to Superclass and have a go at that because you went Superclass then. Our first race you, was together, yeah. yeah our yeah. first ever race in Superclass mm. was together at Paul. Yeah. Uh, and everybody was in there. Well, you look at that lineup now and I, I think, wow. Well, let's, let's yeah. set, set, the, set the pace a little bit. So the first race you went back down to was Paul Superclass. That was my first Superclass. Neil Watered already turned Superclass yeah. at the start of 88, yeah. the previous year. Tom Lynch had got number one. Andy Welsh had battled him all the way to the end. Yeah. So you had the UK superclass with guys like Andy, Tom, Darren Wood. Yeah. Um, Darren O'Neill. Darren O'Neill. Yeah. Clive was in there a little bit, wasn't uh, Clive, not yet. Oh, no, no. Yet. A lot of the London guys were in there. Yeah. And it was like the next era coming through anyway. So I turned superclass mid-season, 88. After seeing what Neil was doing, I, I wanted to stay and have one more shot at the Europeans. Uh, straight after the Europeans, I turned superclass. Um, and then you and Tony Holland had also, Tony Holland, yeah, had also yeah. come back down to Superclass. So that was yeah. the first big meeting. So what were your thoughts on racing all those guys, Paul? Again, yeah. I, I, I'd gone from two years of just look, kind of looking up and down the gate and thinking, I think I could win this, yeah. to all of a sudden having doubts. Yeah. Um, because you guys are all fast. And, mm. and you're, you're all the, the young kids that have come through it from a young age. Yeah. Don't forget, I never... I didn't start racing until I was 16. Yeah. So I was probably a very late starter to racing. So, yeah. And you could see all of you guys had all got probably, I'm not going to say better bike handling skills, but you probably had got better track craft. And, yeah. I mean, you you especially, you were amazing at coming from the back. And you'd spent, mm. when, when you were little, you spent a lot of time coming from the Always, back. Always, yeah, yeah, yeah. So your track craft was superb and Woody could ride a bike and, and all of a sudden, all these darts, you think, well, I'm not sure I can win this actually. Mm. Um, but again, all down to the gate starts, weren't it? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You're still a bit stronger than all of us then, still, I think. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. still pretty strong then. And again, I can't remember what went on through qualifying or anything, but I do remember the final. Yeah. Uh, and again, I think I just attacked the gate and won from the start. But you nearly passed me down the last. Yeah, three. I had a good. Yeah. I had a, that was my first race. I was yeah. I was all on like, well, made the final. Cool. Oh, I'm in top three. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm second. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm catching him. Okay. That's even cool. I'm actually surprised. <laughs> So, I think if that, yeah, yeah. I think if that straight was a little bit longer, you'd yeah. probably pass me. To be honest, I think I had a good drive off that. I've seen oh, the video at last corner, yeah. And yeah. like I say, I had nothing to lose. I had no problem 
you beating me for that then or even yeah, years yeah. to come. There was no, I was always expect not expected to, to beat you from from knowing you and watching you. So for me, it was like this is all everything's bonus now yeah, from yeah. final onwards. Yeah, so yeah. I was kind of like you probably was a couple of years earlier. So you ended up winning. I got second. I think Tom got third. Yeah. Uh, Neil fourth. But yeah. it was a great class, and we raced again for the next because that was towards the end of the year. Yeah. So I think you won the last couple of races, right? I got a bunch of yeah, seconds see, and thirds. Again, I yeah. can't remember. I know I won High Wickham, but was yeah. that that year? That was the next year, yeah. Oh, was that the next year? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So I don't know what, what you, how I went that day. Yeah, so. you won the next couple of nationals. I think Flem might have won Wigan. He was always good at Wigan. Mm. Um, but anyway, for me, I, I was second and third for the rest of the year and I was happy with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it was yeah, like... I can't, say, I can't remember results after that. I know I won yeah. races in Superclass, but yeah. I, I think after that, it was... Sure, I won two. I won. I entered two or won two or something. Yeah. And that was the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've got in my head. I, I don't know if I think right there might have been something at Derby. You might have won. might have been one at... And um, for me then, I, I, kicked, I it was like I kicked back. It was like, well, Pro Class is done. Mm. I proved I could still handle myself in super class. Yeah. Apart from on the world stage and that, I didn't see what else I had to prove, to be honest. And yeah. that's when I started to really, really enjoy going racing. Yeah, I yeah. That was, that well, was, then 89 uh, was, actually, I remember I went racing with you a lot that year because we used to go in your car. Yeah. Mum um, and Dad was always working, so I, I remember we used to always go up and camp and stuff, and it was a good year. Um, me and you actually battled all year. You still disappeared for a while, took a few weeks off here and yeah, there. You didn't even have you raced in a sweatshirt and you was on a horror, <laughs> yeah, <Oro>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, what, what was it, RS1? RS, it was a red one, yeah, oh, yeah, was, yeah. I can't remember now what it was. So, we we racing with again, and a few other guys had come back down then. That's when obviously Flem had come back to super class yeah. as well. Lee Alexander, it was it was a great class. Oh, Revel yeah. come up, Revel yeah. was really threatening. It was, it was a fantastic class, and yeah. and, and so proper racing in there as well. Yeah, it wasn't there was no more of the get a good start and get out of the front and do all that for me. It was, it yeah. was all on battling for everything. I mean, I, yeah. I had kicked back a bit, but it was still fantastic. I mean, some of the best races I had done, yeah, yeah, they really were. Um, where was was it? Kim Corbett. Kim Corbett was good, but he'd already faded away. He had, yeah. Was it Trev, Trev Stamford? Trev Stamford, yeah, me, he was me good. And Trev, me and Trev had a, a race at Wigan. Yeah. And I, he beat me. I'm sure it was, I don't know when that was, but later, in, later on, obviously. And yeah. It, and I said to him then, I said, that's one of the best races I've ever had. Yeah. And it was nice. Trev Stamford was very underrated. He yeah, was very yeah. strong down the it, first yeah, straight. Was, yeah. It yeah. was nice having the Blackpool that, Bullet. It was nice having a, a good race again. Yeah. Rather than getting out front and sitting on the front and all and yeah. to hold it. It was fun. It, racing became almost fun again. I think that was the period well I know, that period was sponsorship was low. Everything yeah. was low. Yeah. I would say you were racing in jeans, half the guys in them finals, Neil's, you know, we were, were all basically you was lucky to get a bike and gear. Yeah. And and, yeah. and a lot of lot of privateers. But I think Racing was good. It was all like enjoying life at the same time. It was all working. Yeah, everybody had yeah, jobs, working, and yeah. everyone was kind of on the same path as Weekend Warrior. And and BMX, yeah, it was at a low point, but it was really it was fun. fun, and it, it was, was very com- super class was very competitive for me. Obviously, then I yeah. I could race in Europe again. Yeah, so we were doing a lot of the European trips and yeah. and, and mm. uh, you know all those kind of places, which for me was like a new thing anyway. Um, and we were having fun. I made two European finals. That the Europeans in eighty nine, I think, had four English in the final. Yeah, Switzerland, Switzerland. and Denmark. Yeah. I made the final on both yeah. of them, mm. which sounds silly now because I really had kicked back. It was like I, yeah. racing was just fun then. Still made the European finals. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, that, for me, that was some of the best times for me racing, for de, for the enjoyment side of it anyway, and meeting more and more new people again and doing different things, going different places. It was fantastic. Like you said, we were all working. Nobody was making any money out of it. No, no, nobody, no. Whatsoever. No. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then I remember going to, um, so that, that was 89, 90. I went, again, I went to a lot of races with you then. Mm. That's when we started going to Slag Aran and yeah. we'd go down and get the Hillingdon bus. Yeah. Hook up with, you know, Paul yeah. and everybody, Bobby. Bucky were doing the um, buses. Well, it, uh, maybe he'd already stopped doing them by then. He he was, did, no, he did, he did one to Slag Aran, yeah. We, yeah. We went to Leiden yeah. before on a Bucky bus. Lee Warden. No, Leiden. Where was that? It was further down the coast in the Netherlands, and we all went on a bus trip there. Phil Charley remembers it. He'll right. Probably, yeah, he'll probably uh, tell us a bit more about that one. Scott Carroll was on it, freestyle. Oh, with Tabron, right? And he was doing backflips off. I remember Scott Carroll and Tabron came to something with us. Right, well, that might That was a probably been it then, yeah. So we went to Leiden, <clears throat> which was an indoor... It was kind of in a gym or something, and yeah. wooden jumps. And I won the trophy race the day before, but then didn't win the money race, like, you know. Um, so Bastard Beaver was there and all them kind of people. Was, it, was that the Belgian one, indoor one? No, this is Leiden in the Netherlands. Okay, because so, I did the... And there was, a, there was almost like a, a road and a bit of a promenade thing and Scott Carroll was doing backflips off the thing. Oh, wow. To the beach Rest in underneath. peace to him as yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. See, but I, again, I remember little silly things yeah. like that, but yeah. not who was there and... But Phil Charlie was there. He he remembers it. Phil's another Phil guy Charlie's. I want to do a podcast yeah, with. Phil, Phil's got he remembers a lot. Yeah, he remembers a lot of stuff. But no, but then we did. We used to go to Leywarden probably a couple of times a year. Yeah, we week. did that a few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, you yeah. you rode for Buckinger for a little bit. Dave Buckinger yeah. run GT, on kind of the bike. next GT on your bike was a yeah, local yeah. Mansfield bike shop, which is still owned by Craig Edwards, I think. Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And it was a great racer. So yeah, Dave Buckinger sponsored you and supported you for a while. How was that? Yeah, was, yeah. Well, I, I wasn't. Again, I. I never really asked for much in my BMX career. Um, I never got paid a wage, which pe- some people don't believe. I never got a wage out of anything. The only money I made was from winnings. Mm. Uh, the occasional sponsor did pay my travel fees or race entry fees and stuff like that. But So, <clears throat> I think, what year would that have been then? So, probably 87. Yeah, it was on GT in 87. Yeah. So 88, after, after, yeah, 88 so I, was on GT as I well. I broke my ankle on... G- I was on the GT European yeah. team in 86. Broke my ankle and then, obviously, <laughs> stupidity from myself, but that never got renewed. And I think 87, that's when Dave Buckinger Dave, okay. came in and, and said, come and ride for me. I was like, well, yeah, all right then. So I rode for On Your Bike, yeah, GT, yeah. Mansfield. You stand on the back, didn't you, On Your Bike? Yeah, yeah. So I <laughs> rode for them uh, then, eight, probably 87 and 88. Yeah. Um, and then he was on the Harold privateer after yeah, that. And yeah, and after that, I kind of just rode for myself, did my own thing. But I didn't, I mean, Dave supplied me with a bike, I'm sure he did. I remember now, but I never. I don't think I really asked for anything off Dave. It was just nice to be part of something, still. I suppose. But yeah, you had GT on your plate for '87. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. that was funny because well, this is where I got number one. Yeah, and then somebody else. So I put number one on the plate, and then you'd have a pro final. Darren Stock was superclass number. He right. had MBMXA number one. Right. So, so a lot of guys. You'd be about four people with number ones. And yeah. I thought, well, who is the number one? Right. I'm, I'm number, <laughs> right. Yeah. I got yeah. Yeah. One. Yeah. I got number one. Yeah. I, I want to use number one. And yeah. Everybody got a number one on. Yeah. One X, one this, one that. And I yeah. thought, you know what? I'll just put GT on my plate. Yeah. So I just stuck GT big, on my plate. Big GT as well. well. Then 
obviously I won British champion title or something. So I had so I, again it was just a bit of piss taking on me on my side. So everybody got number one. So I put O one I think for being British champion. But then somebody else put something. And I, so I think I've got about three zeros and a number one. Oh, you did? Yeah, there's some pictures. There's one a picture so you just, were, Yeah, yeah. Just to wind people up. Really. Yeah, so you I did, didn't about, you? Yeah, I got about three zeros and then a one. And I thought, well, everybody's got... There's that many people with number one on now and I'll just put something stupid on. So I just put GT for some racing and zero, 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 one. I, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> Talking of British Championships, 1988 <laughs> was... I just turned and we'd just raced a few times and then, you know, I was like, OK, we're going to race Gethard. You know, Derby for the British Championships. Mm. You didn't race the eighty-eight British Champs. They wouldn't you? let me. Yeah, why? Why didn't they let you? Because I'd gone back to Supercast. Oh, okay. So Tony said he'd fix it for me to go back to Supercast, but there was certain Races criteria that okay, yeah, stipulated that I couldn't. So they said I can't race Supercast at the British Champs. Okay, that was so it. I think then. it wouldn't seem right if I did end up winning. Yeah. That I'd not raced Supercast all year. I've been racing pro. Oh, we had to qualify. And I then think, you as well. all had to qualify to yeah. race it, and then so. Yeah, it was kind of decided. It, it, I'm glad you said that. It did remind me that. Yeah. They, they kind of decided that I shouldn't be allowed to race it. Yeah. Which is fair. It's yeah. Fair, really. I'm glad you didn't race. I mean, yeah, it's good for me. You, yeah. I won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, would, yeah. it wouldn't have looked good though, would it? If I had No, thinking about know, it, yeah. Won, he ain't even raced all year round. And now all of a sudden, if I did win, yeah. he ended up coming away with British champion plate. Mm. Uh, it's not really right, so... You told me, we don't have to say the guy's name, but you told me while we just had a little break. <laughs> European Championships, I'm not going to say in what year, but around this kind of time, 88, 89, yeah, 90. So I started racing Europe a bit more, but yeah. I, I didn't get involved in the Superclass series. I got no money. I couldn't afford to keep doing all that kind of travelling. But we did race at the two end of year European rounds. Yeah. Don't say which one. Yeah, for a couple of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I didn't want to get him, even though I made the finals. It was a, I felt awkward being involved. They'd all been doing this. Thing. It was always obviously the last round. There'd be a couple of guys it, up for the title. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was. Yeah, they'd all been racing the series fully, and I'd made. I'd gone to these European rounds and for the last races of the year and made both finals. And I just feel guilty. You know, it's not. It's not for me to get involved. It's like. It's like stepping into a boxing match. And helping one of them. You didn't want to get involved and mess somebody's title chance. Yeah, title chance. Yeah, yeah. So I got a quite a lucky gate picking one of them. So this uh, is when we pick pegs, right? Yeah, for the final. So I gave it away. I gave mine away and had one. So I could stay out. You gave your peg away to a guy that was in contention. We're not going to say if you got it or not because it's going to give it away. Yeah, but no, I I stayed out of it. I didn't. I didn't want to get involved in all that stuff. So I kind of let them have the fair battle. Yeah, yeah. As far as I was concerned. But, yeah, I'm not bothered. I mean, racing to me, like I said, at this time, 89, 9, well, 80, Well, you were drifting 18, and that. You'd come, to some, you'd come to some nationals in the 90s. Sometimes you yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah. Depends I, if I, you went out on a Friday, Saturday night. Yeah, I really enjoyed racing back then. It was that, It was no pressure. It was just good fun. Most people were there now. Not, they weren't chasing money or sponsorship deals and things. And it was just everybody just wanted to have a laugh, you know. We'd probably... We'd probably go to a race and spend most of the weekend riding bikes. We'd go and find, try and find trails somewhere or mm-hmm. anywhere, riding spots, and we'd all go off riding anyway. And you'd probably end up, by race day, you were knackered from doing too much riding. Yeah, I look way. back at that now a lot yeah. and think, God, we wasted so much energy having fun. We were all yeah. over, looking back now, we were all overtrained. I mean, I still don't fully understand training, but I understand what happens when you overtrain. I've had chronic fatigue twice myself now, but it's. 
looking back now, we must have been we must have been coming to race day on some races absolutely shattered. We went to tours one year in a van, the, yeah. the one with everybody, yeah. and we spent the whole two days previously because there's pictures of us jumping in. Jumping. There's a picture of you and Dylan doing no footers yeah. on some bank somewhere. Yeah, we'd go somewhere. And we'd ride to ride. We'd, even if we went to Slough, I can remember going to Slough and we'd get on the train and go to Burnham Beach yeah. just to go riding in the woods. Yeah. And you kind of, looking back now, you think, oh, Jesus, if we didn't really. Nobody would do that now. No, no, that's it now. Not even amateurs. No, they'd all be probably got their own masseuse the yeah. night before rubbing the legs. And they'd all have that. those big things they put on the legs. Sitting in a nice bucket of all sorts. Which, in one way, I know it's the right way to go if you want to take it serious, but back then we just rode yeah. bikes, you know. Meet, we'd all meet up, me, Tony Holland, Dylan, we'd all go riding somewhere and we all travel to races together. I mean, we became almost Dylan's chaperone. Because Dylan were too young to drive. Dylan were too young to drive, yeah. so we'd take Dylan places and we'd be like his chaperone. And it was, it was fun times for me, it really was. We'd go, the races in Europe were hilarious. The bus trips, the ferries, Flav. Yeah. You know, the nighttime activities. Oh, the nighttime activities, <laughs> dancing on ferries in the disco and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah, if you if you really wanted to be serious with racing, we, we'd have probably realised back then that we were probably all knackered come race day. Uh, probably ready for sleeping, not racing. But. You was really good, obviously, at riding your bike. There's some great pictures of you at the local Brickyard, obviously, yeah. was the riding spot in the early 80s. And then... Some great pictures of you at Broadmarsh. Yeah, we need yeah. to. You need to get older, Donovan, because he's got some good pictures of you. Yeah, I've sent yeah. Donovan a message. Yeah, says yeah. That everything's still on. Uh, is he still a photographer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's a lecturer now at uni or something like that. Right, he, Donovan's. He says he's got all of them, but they're all on negatives. So it's an absolute ball ache for him. I said we should do a crowdfund. Yeah, uh, I straight away messaged him back. I said, "Mate, you need to do a crowdfund. We'll pay somebody to talk." Oh, that. definitely. Yeah, yeah. He must have thousands. I when when we set up the Hall of Fame, you know, six months before we did it, I did because I know he's not very active on Facebook, but, but we are friends. And I messaged him and I told him what we were doing, and he seemed like he got into it a bit. We went back and forth, and I was asking, I was asking him some pictures of you because yeah. I knew you know you're going to start, you know, because I knew he got pictures of you, and. We chatted a little bit, and then he just went dead. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, yeah. he's a busy man, Donovan, I'm pretty sure he is. But, but if it comes to just I mean, doing something like that to get I, some I, of the I picture... Yeah, yeah. I sent him the message and said, mate, we'll crowdfund. Yeah. Oh, the pictures he must have abroad, Marsh, through the 80s. I know, I'm saying, not and just even, just ever, not, no, the yeah, history, just, yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. Not, early not 90s. I'm myself, yeah, yeah. I'm not about all the lads that used to go down in Broadmarsh, skating, yeah. Yeah. BMXing. Um, I mean, we got lucky... He, did dig out some pictures of me, Tony, and uh, Dylan riding at Broadmarsh. Yeah, they just they they've become yeah almost still pop like up, yeah. folklore. Yeah, you know the 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 time then. Dylan, I mean, Dylan was the first one over. It mm-hmm. wasn't us. And people say, "Oh, you were the madman that jumped to us." And Dylan was the first one that went over. Mm. And then me and Tony kind of followed Dylan, to be honest. But yeah, it, so I, it wasn't really known. Like I say, you were still. Even though you're racing and, and winning pro and stuff, you were still like racing, riding at Broadmarsh oh, and still, riding mean, quarter pipes. There's loads of pictures of you on quarter pipes and I'm stuff. I'm sure now, we'd yeah. be, you know, it was it was the birth of street riding and yeah. all that, which is almost what we were doing anyway. We were just yeah. you know, playing about on bikes and, and riding whatever we could find we could ride, we'd ride. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anybody had any trails anywhere, I can remember. I know Darren Croft remembers it better than me. Croft, he'll remember we, we all went up there and riding some trails up near Dylan's and. Uh, again, vague memories. 
Um, you actually entered uh, a freestyle contest because I, I read the results. Yeah. And there's a picture from, of you on a quarter pipe at Alfreton, I, I think, right? Oh. Is it uh, Alfreton? Uh, no, the, well, the, yeah. I used to ride at Alfreton quite a bit. We used to go up with Ross Marshall. And I bet Jamie would probably be there some nights as well. We well, you're in the results, and there's a picture of you with your race gear on, yeah. on a quarter pipe. Well, we used to... Um, I definitely entered one in Nottingham. That might have been it, then, Nottingham. UK, yeah. BFA, if yeah. I think it was. But I think Chesterfield National was on either that weekend or quite soon. And I, I'm not good at sitting around. I, I look back now and I think I would have probably been diagnosed with ADHD or right, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, me too, yeah. <laughs> we just couldn't sit still. Mental health. So for me, yeah. So for me, standing around at a freestyle comp all day, I, I did my bit and then I think I was standing around that much. I just went, you know what, I'm bored, I'm going. I think I ended up going up to Chesterfield track. That's what I've got in the head anyway. Just yeah. To, just go practice. Even there, yeah. there was that little swimming pool thing, right? At the bottom. At Chesterfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody put, I'm sure somebody put transition banks in it at some point. I, I broke my wrist there trying to, I, don't, I tried to like, I don't know why I even tried to do it. I tried to like back wheel and then jump oh, right, thing yeah, in. Yeah. Broken wrist. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm sure somebody built it or started skating in the swimming pool. At, at it, what's it called? Ringwood Park. Ringwood Park, yeah, yeah. Stadium. Track's still there. Track's still there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I love that track. Even when I raced again in 2005, I won there. Mm. I, I love that track. So Yeah, they still, I've seen them clean the track up. I think they've got yeah. a couple of regionals and oh, that there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Phil Charney let us know. Yeah. Um, let's move into a little bit. So, again, kind of fizzled out, at least from racing, early 90s, you did a little bit and then you... Well, 1990, well, that was the other one for me. Um, I was still racing. So, 89... You raced 89 and 90, yeah, definitely. 89, yeah. I, this is where another flashback to 89 was when Winnie, so it must have been either the last national or one of the last nationals, you were number one, I would have been number two, yeah. Winnie was going to be number three, I yeah. think. But me and, Minnie, me and Winnie had worked it out <laughs> that if he beat me, I think it might have been the last national, was it Derby? I think if he beat me... He could get number two, right? And I would be number three, right? So I was a massive third base fan, right? <laughs> at the time, really, really into third base, and um, so I'd worked it out. And I said, "Look, mate, if you, I could then, I could have three on my plate. I could have third base on my number plate." <laughs> so I can't remember how it worked out, but I ended up letting Winnie beat me. Yeah. So you got number one. I yeah. Think. Winnie got number two. Right. And I got my precious. Third base. Third base on minimum play for, right. for quite some time. So I must have gone into 1990 with a number three plate, I think. That, that sounds about I'll right. have to look back. I know me and you were up for the title. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. close between me and you. Yeah, yeah. I think well, yeah. I think you'd already, or you must have already been decided you were going to be number one or something like that. So it was between me and Winnie for two and three. Yeah. But I said, mate, you can have it. I want I want. I think that, no, 89, me and you were up for the title at Wigan and I pass you. Right. Okay. Then it must have been 1990 you did that. Well, but, yeah, but 1990 was when the fatal year for me, British champs, we built the track at American Adventure. But didn't you come back at the end? No. Maybe it's 91 then. I doubt it. I don't think I did because I think 1990 was, that was kind of where I'd, yeah, fizzled out. Too many doubts. I had yeah. a big, a big crash when we were building the track at American Adventure and put myself in hospital yeah. with internal bleeding for a fortnight. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think I raced again. Not in 1990, anyway. I might have tried at the beginning of '91 a couple of races, but mm. realised I just I completely lost my bottle for racing at the time. So what did you do then when you when you finally 
for those? Because you didn't come back then for a long time. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I, was, I started going out clubbing, having fun with mates again, and, mm. and that kind of took over life for a bit. Um, met a great gang of lads who we're all pretty much still friends with. But we were going out clubbing and travelling around the country. Were you still riding bikes, huh? Were you doing trails and that? Uh, I don't think I did much for 90. In the 91, I think I tried a few races in 91. Um, but then quickly realised I'd just lost my bottle completely. I, I, wasn't, I could attack a speed jump that was five, six foot tall and just pull up and get straight over it. And I just didn't dare do that anymore after that crash. Right. So, um, so 91, I drifted away again it was, a, it was a rave era anyway he's probably into that yeah yeah I, I just lost a load of bottle so 91 I drifted away 92 I went to watch some racing and that's where I think I went to Peterborough to watch a race and I ended up borrowing Jamie Staff's bike oh, at the time yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and raced uh, in 92 and that's where there's that picture of you and Dean Idiors and Jason yeah, so that's yeah. when. yeah we all um, so Cynthia. That'd be 92. Yeah, yeah. so it'd be 92. Um, Cynthia and Jeff gave, well, not gave me, but supplied me with a frame mm. and I built a Titan up and started racing. I think I raced the rest of the season for them. Yeah. Uh, on Titan. But again, it was just, just for fun. whether I wanted to race or not. Yeah, uh, yeah. If I wanted to race, I went and raced, and if I didn't, I didn't. Um, but then that, that became, so 93, 94, 95, I went to university out of the way. That was it, yeah, yeah. And then completely lost track with BMX yeah. for about three years, 93 to 95. Yeah. And then came home again and, and picked the BMX up again mm. and and started. There was a few young lads then in Ilkeston, Sean Parry, Pete Carrier, all that lot. They were all racing and building trails, so we all started building trails with that lot. Um, and then 96, I must have had, did I... 96 we came down to Brighton yeah to watch to, to watch yeah, yeah. You, you race at the Worlds and become yeah. world champion so that was that was a kickstart again for yeah, me I'd you know, want to do it again oh, let's have a go we'll have a go at the racing thing again um, so we did a bit in 90 but I, my love had completely swapped but me. you were still pretty good you came back so I've got some videos actually Jamie Boness his dad used to video a lot of stuff right okay and we did a load of regionals 96 97 yeah. and there's me you you're on your old oh, yellow, yellow, like yellow, yeah, yellow GT. Your bars are all forward because yeah. your top two is probably 18 inches. Yeah. And there's like the Murray brothers <laughs> that are just coming into super class. Yeah. There's Indri, me, you, Jamie Bonas, I think Rob Demon and people like that. Well, you that's know? weird. I've yeah. got loads of videos of all us lot, all yeah. in a bar down at Redditch. We went and met them all. Yeah, so I remember, yeah. Some little, some little yes, jump out, fly out yes. down there, Redditch somewhere. Um, photos of Indri, Dylan was there. Yeah. Uh, so I've got loads of that eight millimeter footage that I will need a camera and try and drag it. Yeah, out next time I come back. On them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we started all riding together, messing about. But it, a lot of it was at Redditch trails and Bromsgrove trails. Yeah, because the track wasn't there at Redditch at that point. Um, the new one. I was talking to Darren O'Neill a couple of days ago, and we we're talking about Redditch, and I was trying to was talking when I was with Darren. He was we're talking about Steve Rook. Because Darren's yeah, sure on, rookie was all the yeah, 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 yeah. Was, yeah. I talked to him, and, and Darren's on the um, committee for Redditch, and they've got a, a, a potential, uh, a big revamp of the whole place. And okay. I was talking about Steve Rook, and I was telling Darren, I was, went to see Stephen Murray, mm. and 
me and Stephen were talking about when we used to go to Redditch and, and, yeah, yeah. and the jumps and stuff, what you just talked about. But then I was trying to explain to that, you were friends with the guy that passed away. He used to come and build jumps here with oh, Steve Rook. Oh, nice oh, guy. No, you put me on the spot. Yeah. I'm going to try and remember his name. Big lad. Yeah, he was Steve yeah, Rook's stock, friend. Stocky lad, yeah. Yeah, so he's, yeah he, you always he have his a, shirt off, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was a nice lad. Yeah, well. but we're I, talking about that I, anyway. I must have loads of pictures and videos of us all riding with yeah. him back then. Um, yeah. You put me on the spot now. I'm yeah, to but anyway, I just mean, mean, yeah, Stephen remembered that as well. He was still, mm. you know, only 15, 16. Uh, but yeah, all yeah, those trails, well, yeah. Uh, again, you, you kind of lose track of time, don't you? But yeah, everybody was still kids back then, so yeah, I, I was getting old then, so I was coming up to 30 years or about 30 years old. But I was enjoying again, mm. enjoying the BMX more than I have done for a long time. I raced a few races in '97, won, I think I won about. I won about three or four nationals on cruiser or something like that. Yeah. I definitely won a national on cruiser. I mean, you're good on a cruiser. That was your first bit of sponsor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I rode for Edwards. Like, that was it. So you was on Edwards yeah, then, right? Yeah, I for Edwards. So you raced uh, Darren O'Neill, right? Didn't you two yeah, battle yeah. on cruiser? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. did, yeah. Uh, I won at Slough. Definitely won at Slough. Right. I've got photos of me at Milton Keynes as well somewhere. You and Darren right. both, because you had the same gear on, yeah. So I don't know if I won at Milton Keynes. I've got no idea. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't remember. All, I never remember things like that, but... 97 was a fantastic year for me, getting back into racing again, riding trails. I think Derby Storm was open by then, the skate park. Who would ride there? That's Bestwick, right? Bestwick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bestwick was, was the man there. Um, but there were loads, like Jay Allen, Ted. Um, was Mark Atkins still riding there? Mark Atkins was still turning up quite yeah. a bit, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was always good, oh, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there was loads, and Derby Storm was, it, wow, I mean... Again, I drifted away from riding skate parks again once that place closed because it was almost like I'd lost my right arm when that shut. Um, yeah. I didn't know what to do with myself again for quite some time. But... Did you ever ride at Bucky's? It was early 90s no. when he did Nottingham Wheels. Yeah, I can remember yeah. all that, but I never yeah. rode there. No, never rode I there. I used to go there is... just in the daytime. I never yeah. was there. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I don't know why I never went there. Never did. But yeah, so that was that era, 97-ish. Um where I proper fell in love with BMX again, I really did. But mm. It was more skate park and trails. Um, racing was like a sideline, yeah. almost then completely. But yeah, skate parks, trails. We started doing the road trips everywhere, all around the country. Skate parks, trails. It, it, yeah, we had some right good times then as well. So, but yeah, well, I'm sure we bumped into you quite a lot. And... I'd come back still a lot then. Yeah, I'd already moved there in, I moved in 96, but I came, 97, my deal was to come back and do all the European stuff. Yeah. So I was going back and forth and that's when I would come and ride Reddish and that with you lot yeah. and with the Murrays and that. Yeah. So I was still back a lot. Yeah, and I remember there was another, was it Lemington? We went to some trails there as well? Somewhere, Probably, yeah. There's a few it's little a... places. Murrays used to take us to some places around there. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we went everywhere. We went down to Kent. We ended up at... Uh, Sidley, Pinner, uh, we did all, yeah. all them famous spots where all the Union lads rode. Yeah, Harefield, um, uh, what was the one? Ashford. I mean, we did road trips all around them kind of places as well, doing all the trails and uh, where was the one? At? One at Wickham, some trails at the side of the main road at Wickham. Um, there were obviously then I was riding with Vinny and all the trail lads from round here, Pete, Sean. Uh, I get, yeah. Did you used to go to Brighouse as well, right? Yeah, Brighouse. We started yeah. going up Brighouse and they started to come down to us, so we met down Broadfield. Is that still happening over there? Yeah, Brighouse is huge. Same like, guys? or yeah, 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 Dan's still well involved. Yeah. The guy that used to be really good, uh, Pete Phillips. Um, Pete Phillips, Afro. Yeah, yeah. Afro Pete. He's yeah, still right. I, I don't know if he still rides now. Um, well, again, I've not seen, I've, I don't see him that regularly now. Yeah. They've all got kids now, they've all got married and kids yeah. and all sorts. So. 
things change, but they they're still building. They're still brickyard trails are amazing. Um, I remember you. We, we lost ours. Brick, we lost two lots of brickyard. Brick first brickyard got ploughed, and then we built another set. We started building another set just about the time when my daughter was born, um, which would be two thousand and four. I think I was already working at Rally, looking after the Diamondback stuff by then. So let's talk a little um, bit about that. Yeah, so, and it that it was a great era again for me. You really came back then, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you got you got a job. I got a job at Rally. I was working. I've been working in engineering on for most of my life, uh, and then this I saw this job advertised working for Diamondback. Obviously, Rally were the importers. So I just applied for it, assistant product manager or something like that. I thought, not a chance I'll get that. Um, but then I went for an interview. I did a presentation and they said, well, you can see your passion uh, in, for BMX. And, and, and that was it. I ended up getting a job. So that was me working at Rally then for a couple of years. Um, yeah. So that was, again... In that, but there was, was not almost, much... There was no Rally BMX then, was there? Just cheap low-end stuff? Yeah, cheap low-end stuff, really. I don't think... The burner thing the was burner gone thing then, yeah. The wasn't back by then. I wasn't keen... Let's be honest, I wasn't that keen on doing the burner revival thing. Uh, I, I, I don't tend not to look back too much. I try and always try and look forward, to be honest. Yeah. I think of the future a bit, but... Um, yeah, so we, I was involved in the Diamondback thing, um, which, again, was great times for me. We we travelled to shows. We were doing you know all the bike shows, NAS. Mm-hmm. We did all that kind of stuff. Uh, still riding loads, mm-hmm. and obviously then at that point I could almost use it as part of my job to go riding. Yeah, yeah. So we got sponsorship for Derby Storm, threw some money at that, uh, which was kind of backfired because it closed not long after anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so I spent a lot of time riding skate parks and trails again, promoting the Diamondback thing. So we'd get a gang of lads and we just or went out riding really um, and we had such a good time back then that's when we we started we went to America a couple of times and yeah. stayed with you yeah I remember yeah, yeah. riding all the trails in California and skate parks in Vegas yeah all that kind of stuff so again it was a fantastic era for me um, then you guys started then, importing and, free agent then. and then we started importing free agent obviously then you were on free agent yeah and so I wasn't keen on the racing side of things, you kind of went, why don't, why don't I ever go at the racing? Yeah, yeah. I haven't raced for years, that'd be crazy. But that 30 plus had just kind of come into the fray then, so it's like perfect for you. Yeah, Yeah. Masters has started. Yeah. Even then I went, well, I'm, Masters is 30 plus and I'm 38. Yeah. That ain't going to work, surely. So you talked me into entering it and we we actually put together, well, you put together a good team around it all. So me, you, Fleming, uh, Jamie Dance. 40 plus cruiser. Jamie Vince was in the cruisers. Um, there was Lauren. Um, Lee Alexander. Lee Alexander. Um, Kelvin. I'm trying to think who else was on it. Lewis Lacey. Lewis Lacey, yeah. So we, we did the national. We started racing all the nationals in 2005. Yeah. Well, I'd, it was kind of mid-season for me coming in. But again, I all of a sudden racing Masters, I won every race I entered apart from right. one. Yeah. Where I crashed all on my own. Yeah. Lead. And then we raced the British Champs. And, and you won that. And won the British Champs. And as a team, we won. We were the national team. We won the national team title and yeah. the British champions. Well, who's got the trophies and all that? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I've still got I'll have a look. Yeah, have a look. Yeah, I'll have a look. Good to get a picture of them at least. The, I might have the team trophies. Yeah, it'd be good to get a picture yeah, of them, yeah. yeah. I bet I would have had them then, wouldn't I? Working there. I'll have to think. I bet you would. I'll have to have a think where they yeah. are. 
there might be stuff in the cupboard somewhere at home. Yeah. 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 So yeah the we, free we, agent UK thing was good for a couple of years. Yeah. We had a good time yeah. again, uh, back into racing again. Yeah. Uh, winning titles again, winning races again. It was all pretty crazy for a year, uh, buzzing. Mm. Uh, and I said, right, that's, I, at the end of that year, I went, right, I'm taking it seriously, start. Right. I'm going to start training. Because you were on flats, a lot of them guys yeah. already clipping in then, weren't they? I thought, I'm going, I, I did actually think, I'm going for a world title. Right. Uh, in Masters or whatever it was back then. Yeah. And uh, so I started training. Yeah. Which is, for me, talking, calling what I was doing training, yeah. it must have been kind of serious. And I ended up coming off, well, we used to go to the Sheffield Indoor yeah. uh, quite a bit at that time. And I ended up, crashing there, smashed my knee up. <sighs> kind of lost the plot again, to be honest, and thought, oh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe I won't do all this, yeah. this thing. So, but that, that, so that year we'd win, uh, the Worlds were in Paris. Paris at 06. And uh, we'd all flown there to watch the racing in Paris and all yeah. sorts. And um, that's where, not long after that, then I got a job working for British Cycling. So how did that go? Talk, talk about that. Well, it was good because my knee was smashed. Yeah. So I ended up going to get my knee sorted out when I worked for British Cycling. So Dave B got you that job, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which it, I was, I thought it was going to be a good thing, and I, I'll be honest. That it, was after Jeremy, right? Yeah, yeah. Jeremy was, and he was coach at the time, wasn't he? So you were kind of coming in as I was going out of there. I think we slid into that role, but I never really felt like I fitted in too much into that to be honest I felt like I've got pressure from all angles and I'm not great with I'm not great with falling out with people and I think um, it would have ended up that way where yeah. there was a lot of people falling out a lot of even fighting and back. very political wasn't it yeah it was very political uh, a lot of the riders were all falling out with each other and bitching and, it was terrible to be uh, no, I you think know, that even before you I was there the year before with Jer- yes, and I was yeah. part of the problem as well I was talking a lot of I, crap I landed yeah. in California and it was straight into a shitstorm yeah. with riders bitching and falling out and well just, what happened with that trip is they I know you were friends with her but they bought in the, the national team at the time then was me, Kelvin, Liam and Sinead were Sinead's, young but coming yeah, up. Yeah. And then, I think that's about it really, that came to yeah, California. Yeah, but anyway, I'm still, again, you came to right. California, and but then British Cycling hired that road the, girl. Yeah, they hired somebody to... She ended up being good. Chaperone Sinead, yeah, I think. She, and she caused yeah. a lot of trouble, I think. Well, she did with me. Well, uh, this is where I don't know. Can you I, remember her name? She no, ended up being like a really no. top uh, cycle cross rider. Yeah. Anyway, she got popped for sauce. Yes, she did. Yeah, so yeah, that's why I wish I'd remember the name. Yeah, I'm trying to remember her name. I now. fell out with her a few times during that trip. Yeah, they yeah. brought her into yeah. chaperone Sinead's because basically yeah. we were all a load of blokes and Sinead's, yeah. which that's never going to work. No. So, and I, as soon as I got there, I just thought, oh, God, what have I let myself in for? No, well, it was just, you I know, was at the end of the road anyway, so I was not putting the being professional you know yeah. just half-assing it and you've got the Liam and Sinead's coming through being young Kelvin yeah. was you know trying to be the next guy and yeah. trying to try Kelvin was trying to sponge it all in because yeah. he wanted to learn all the new stuff yeah. where I was it was I didn't want to learn all the new stuff and you was like dealing with all us all of us <laughs> I can remember being, we went yeah. to Arizona for, for a race in yeah. Phoenix and I just I'm not going to say the conversations me and Jamie were having because obviously... I oh, Jamie was involved. Jamie, yeah, yeah. Me and Jamie were the two coaches, really. Was he, he was going to do the, the weights and the right. and the building side of stuff yeah. and I was supposed to be working on, on the tracks and yeah. the track craft and all that kind of stuff and skills. Yeah. And so 
let's be honest, I mean, we never really got off the ground and how we were going to run all this kind of stuff. We were still, it was new for everybody. Yeah, it was yeah, all new yeah. and we didn't really know what we were doing. But I just remember some of the conversations we, uh, at Phoenix were just, what the, how are we going to do this? <laughs> right. It was just hard work from the start, mentally stressful. Everything about it was just, I don't know, it just didn't feel right at all. Um, and I think and then, that, it, then it was like a whirlwind. I'm, I'm sure it was a whirlwind for the riders as well. But I just, I wasn't sure where to go with this. I didn't know what I had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I got visions of coming in and helping people as much as I could. But it was like it was blatantly clear that some never wanted my help right. and weren't prepared to accept it, or yeah. even Jamie's help. They, they wouldn't even. You know, I think a lot of national teams are the same, and I think probably still do now. I don't think anyone's really kind of worked it out. Yeah. The way vibe I get now is Basta Beaver seems like he did a good job with Holland, yeah. but even yeah. now I think they're still within national teams and coaching mm. different personalities and stuff. Yeah, I don't think there's a, and w- that was new then. Yes, it, well, it was all new so to I don't, all of us. I mean, I think it was hard for everybody. Yeah, we, yeah. Had, we had the pressure of them saying, you know, the Olympics are in two years. Yeah, yeah. We need to get started. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then for me, it just felt like a whirlwind of traveling. It was, I went from California, Arizona, I was in France, I was in yeah. the Netherlands, we were in Germany, we were in Hungary. Yeah. We were all over the place. And yeah. I, again, it was playing on my mind that we just had a baby girl. She was only two years old. She'd started having asthma attacks. So every time I went away, she ended up in hospital. Yeah, yeah. I got that playing on the head. Yeah. Um, and and in the infighting and the, the backbiting. And right. I, I would guess you might even call it a bit of backstabbing. Yeah. Uh, I'd had discussions with a couple of people saying, I'd rather not have a, a public bust up. If you want to talk to me, let's, let's go somewhere quiet. Yeah. Sort it out between ourselves. That weren't happening. And I just... I can remember sitting in Brazil after we'd been told no parents involved. You can't bring your parents anywhere. And uh, a parent came along. Right. And I just thought that these people are telling me one thing. Uh, I started to spin out, I suppose. These people are telling me one thing, then doing exactly the opposite. And these are my bosses, you know, these, not Dave, but these, these are the ones that were the coaches in charge. And, yeah. I can remember sitting in Brazil and just thought, weirdly, you can hear something that sounds like gunshots now. So in Brazil, there's gunshots yeah, going yeah. off, and it's not a nice, for me, it wasn't a nice place to be. And I can just remember thinking, I think I've been on MSM Messenger or something like that to Lucy at home. She was pregnant again. And it was like, it was just like a, a whole amalgamation of stuff for me. And I just thought, I've had enough. I can't do this. I just cannot do it. Uh, and that was it. So I jumped on a plane and went home. Yeah, and that was me and British cycling finished. I don't think you didn't, you didn't experience anything a lot of other people didn't either. You know, so I think I'm, yeah, I'm, before I'm, I'm and not after, saying it, I'm yeah, not saying yeah, it was just me. I just think it was, uh, it was probably a horrible situation and time for. There was no real of model of how it should be. No, we, yeah. we didn't know what we were doing. I think a lot of the coaches who'd been at British Cycling a long time were still thought of us as track cyclists or mm. roadies or something like that. So yeah, they're all trying to control what you eat what you do well I remember the Paris, the Paris Worlds it was when Jeremy was still doing it, it was with the year before the, the Worlds at Paris I remember Helen Mortimer was involved and they bought their setup and people and it was like racing started at Paris the cruiser and the dude came and put ice in my deck chair whatever there yeah. and he's like stick your fingers in there between motors <laughs> I mean Kelvin was young and he wanted to let and Kelvin was okay I'll, I'll do it. I'm like fuck that 
You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting up for them. Yeah. And I'm sure it's great and it worked, yeah, but uh, it's just yeah. like it's. I was already yeah, thirty in my thirties. Exactly, so I'm not gonna, yeah. you know. It was. I was at the end of the road anyway. You're questioning so much. Yeah, really. yeah. And nearly everything yeah. that happens. I'm, mm. I am one of them that. Yeah. I will listen to all these things that people say, and then I'll go home and and I'm sitting and my brain's stewing, mm. trying to take it all in, and you're trying to work out a best way to do this. Yeah, uh, and it. it it felt like it was like that constantly. Yeah. It really did. And it, I just didn't know. And I'm thinking they're still trying to treat us like track cyclists or yeah. roadies or something here. They're telling everybody they've got to lose as much weight as possible. Right. You know, uh, and again, as for me, I wanted to do like, learn how to ride a bike basically. Yeah. I mean, I suggested let's go to a track that's got dirt berms. Mm. And the kickback straight away. Well, no other tracks we race. So I've got dirt berms. So mm. why are we practicing dirt berms? I said, well, you practice on dirt because you get used to the yeah yeah your bike flicking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You learn to drift in corners. Still help. You learn the control of a bike. Mm. And even that just became yeah an I'll, argument. Yeah, it's like this is what I'm trying to tell you that mm. it doesn't matter whether you're on a track with tarmac. You're probably still going to lose your back end at some point. Yeah. Or you're going to start sliding. You need to learn to how to control the slides. Yeah, you know you watch motorbikes racing and stuff like that. It's mm. a, it, it, you can slide as long as you've got the control. Yeah, and even on tarmac, you're going to slide. You're going to drift a little bit. So I'm thinking, well, if we start riding dirt berms and get used to drifting and riding again, then we've covered on that. And even that just seemed to be a major bust up. It's like, why are we here? Yeah. And just thought, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, well, yeah, listen, I'm not sure this is working to be honest, but. I think it was like I said. It was a. It was hard and, and yeah, challenging for everybody involved, and yeah. I just don't think they worked it out for a long time after. It seems like now it, they've got a good thing with yeah. with, with Bloomfield, and um, obviously they're, yeah. they're pulling in the results yeah, now. So, it, but I think it took yeah. a long time. Obviously, yeah. Liam had a good run as well, but it took a long time to. And I think there's still a lot of politics even during the Liam yeah, era. I you mean, know, I, I know when I left British Cycling, I just said right. I just said. <laughs> I just said concentrate on Liam, forget yeah. everybody else, and that was that was my last thing as I left. I just said concentrate on Liam. Well, I always thought and they could they could concentrate on a lot of people. Yeah. Think, yeah, but that was their model. Like, yeah. who's going to get us a medal? Yeah, put it. You know, but yeah, it, there was a big pool of people that I think got pushed aside and left weird, out like, and left. People will say, yeah. I, I, obviously, I was involved in it, so people will say, oh, you, all you, all you, they're just obsessed with meddling. Yeah. just obsessed with medals. But what we've got to realise is if you don't medal, you don't get the sports council funding coming through. It's just the way the sport's set up. It's yeah, not, yeah. It's not, and it and it's so still not, it's very brutal. Yeah, it yeah. is brutal. Yeah. Um, and I saw it from both sides. Yeah. So that's where, when people started bitching a lot of stuff after, I didn't want to get involved. Yeah. I just thought, you know what, I'm going to stop out of it, stay out of it, keep yeah. the job shut. Because I've seen it from both sides. And it, you can put everything in place, but if you don't medal... Your funding's done. Yeah, they yeah. They the funding from you, you know, and it, so it is. It is brutal, like you say. And say so they only just got the medal, so it took a very long time for him to. Yeah. Very obviously, should have got him with Calvert with Shanae's. Well, she should have won gold in Brazil straight. Away. Liam yeah, had some opportunities. China, yeah. So it took a long time yeah, for yeah, to, yeah. to finally get it right. All right, enough enough BCF talk. <laughs> um, so you know, let's I don't know, bring it up to now. Now you're you're. Something you never used to be into, training, road bikes, mountain bikes, clipping in. 
You're doing it all now, so tell us a little about today's your your bike riding and stuff. I'm doing it all now. Yeah, all the things that I you go to France for training rides and stuff. <laughs> we we get we try well before lockdown. We would we got into the rhythm of going to France most years, riding the mountains. Which yeah. I'm not built for mountains. I'm really not. But what road bike do you ride? Uh, well, I've had several, but my mainstays are Scots Scott yeah. road bikes. So. Um, Saying that, I've got, I've, I, I'm one of them now. I've got about four bikes. I've one for every whatever the weather's saying. Yeah. I've got <laughs> one for that and cross bike. I've raced cyclocross. I did only race once, but it's hard. Into it. yeah, it's hard. That is, yeah. if you think BMX racing is is difficult technically, but racing cyclocross, yeah, you know, yeah, you've got about a fifty minute race. And you are basically at threshold yeah. for all fifty minutes, you know. I've done a few here and there over the years. Hanging out your ass. Yeah. Every twenty minutes you go in, I've had enough. Right. And then you go, No, dig in, just keep going. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, so I have done all I thought I'll have a go, I thought it might be my thing, but I went to a ro- uh, to a next cyclocross race and I'm seeing kids crying and rear mates <laughs> ripped off bikes and everybody's caking shit and I just thought Maybe it's not for me. Right. I don't like mud. I really don't like riding in mud. So, and everybody getting off and running, which I still don't. No. Still don't quite understand in a bike race. It's brutal, I think, when it, I do it. It is. Yeah. I used to do it for a bit of cross training, but god damn it! Even in America, because it wasn't muddy there. Yeah. But just like dry yeah. cyclocross was just poof. I think I ought to put on a cyclocross summer series or something like that. Then I'd probably race. Just race in America, right? Because it's never muddy. Yeah. yeah. It's never muddy, yeah. <laughs> At least where we, yeah, where so, we are. Yeah. Well, so now I'm. I've lost lost my rhythm a little bit recently with what's gone off in my life at home with the parents and all that kind of stuff. But I'm starting to try and get a bit of routine back now. But yeah, I, I try to do at least ten hours a week on the bike. Um, you're in a big your club. You're a big club, right? Ilkeston. Ilkeston club's one of the biggest cycling clubs now in Britain. It, it went the lads that set it up, Dave Hartley, Nick Knighton. Yeah, that. I, th- I think they set up as a bit of fun between them and the friends, and then it's just it's gone from level to level. Is I think there's something like 400 members. It's one of the most biggest clubs. that has got the biggest uh, women involved in it as well, which is brilliant. Dave Brailsford got involved, so I, I, me and Dave used to still go out riding quite a bit, and I, I asked Dave if he'd got any advice for the lads. He ended up getting involved. We all went and had a meeting with them in a calf one day and, and Dave got quite heavily involved with uh, trying to help him how to run it and uh, what to look for uh, and the club's brilliant they're really really good we're saying that now I don't really ride with the club much mm. um, they put on races all the time they're, they're highly concentrated on the track at the minute with velodrome and things like that but is that Derby Velodrome? Yeah, yeah yeah but we still I still try and ride like I say 10 hours a week at least um, and then I'm, I feel like I'm I'm doing all right if I can squeeze ten hours in. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Ten hours more than me. <laughs> um all right, so let's talk a little bit about Hall of Fame. What was your thoughts when you first heard we were gonna do it? And then from first, uh, first thoughts on the Hall of Fame, it's about time. Yeah. That it, I mean we I'm sure maybe you were involved or me, you, Scott Dick. Just talking about just it. Just talking about it. And I'm going yeah. back 15 years ago. I'm sure we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah, all yeah. kind of yeah. talking about it. Saying yeah. We ought to have some kind of museum or a Hall of Fame type yeah. of thing where we did. And then kids came along and, you know, you get mm. busy in life and it drifts out of my mind if I'm not pushed to do stuff. So you just get in a routine of life and it, it's just been forgotten about it, hasn't it? And then, yeah, when you said it's 
we're going to do this all the same. And I thought, well, yeah, it's about time. It's mm. about time somebody did something. Not thinking I'd ever <laughs> be involved in, a, in, a, in winning something. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was just, oh, this is going to be a great night out. Yeah. Loads of people turning up. We can all have the crack, a few beers, see a few folk we've not seen for a while. Yeah. And have a nice night. Yeah. Um, and then I got nominated. And, they, <laughs> and for me, it all went a little bit weird. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't really expecting that, to be honest. Um, I don't put myself in in groups with... But then, you know, like I said earlier, you kind of look back on what I did and you think, oh, well, actually... Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You was in that heart. And we're still, look, we're, 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 we're having a little rest now from posting and talking about Hall of Fame. I think we've overwhelmed everybody with it, you know, post-event with photos and videos and stuff. But we're definitely going to start reaching out to just on social media more we we've had little talks what we did good what we did bad how we can improve it mm. and stuff but i think for the first one we're very happy how it went but for for your particular you know you winning the racer category because you was on the borderline of being a pioneer but also yeah. you moved into our era and that's where i think we wanted to take the race yeah. category from you know n- after the ruffle march yeah, yeah. era would say which was you know leading into the mid 80s yeah. And and you you was the perfect guy because you crossed. We never really raced Andy and Tim. Um, you yeah. Flem guys were talked about in this in this podcast. You you did both eras and and obviously you won at that era and you won at our era as well, which is basically the early eighties and the the yeah. later eighties eighties. So yeah. I think you're the perfect guy for the for the first one. I think you know, and I think every, we all agree. Everybody agrees. Yeah, no, I'm, you know? I'm, I'm uh, absolutely yeah. blown away. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I burst into tears when it happened. But yeah. That was more pictures up on the screen and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And it wasn't anything I ever expected. Yeah. But yeah, if I try and take a step back from how I feel about things yeah. and look at myself for the race scene, I suppose I did all right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I didn't take it onto the European and the world stage, but yeah. that was kind of, I'd almost painted myself into a corner by going pro. Yeah. Where. Uh, so for three years or so, which were been. my kind of my peak years, yeah, I couldn't race in Europe. No, no. You know, and those was... English guys that did obviously went on. Craig obviously went on to be yeah. world champion. Gary Llewellyn yeah. and Craig and a lot of the the British guys, Nicky Matthews, we talked about, came back and did superclass. A lot of the um, British guys did really good. Yeah, you know. Oh so yeah, I mean they, did, they would yeah. have learned, probably learned. I mean, all one at the top racing in Europe. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I've always you've got to if you want to get better, you've got to step yeah. it up. Tom. You know Andy Welsh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tom, yeah, yeah. Tom especially. Yeah. When he went to Europe, yeah, wow, mm. you know, different level stuff again, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, so I never, I, I don't know. I have to try and step away from myself sometimes and look in and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. But yeah, the Hall of Fame, it's about time it was done. Yeah, let's be honest. I, you watch all the sports doing it all over the years. They've all got this running, and you see cycling, road cycling. And they've all got halls of fame, and they've all got, you know, they're always they talk about the past quite a lot. Yeah, you know, such as all these heroes and legends of olden years and all that. Which I suppose, take myself out of the equation, I still do mm. myself a little bit. Yeah, I talk yeah. About, you know, Andy and Tim, yeah. Alan, Trev, all these people that won races and were there at the start. Mm. They were they were the ones that we were all dreaming of, looking in magazines, oh, yeah. and newspapers, and all that kind of stuff. So. It's about time somebody did it, let's be honest. I know, yeah. I know Tim's not that 
hyped on it but <laughs> he's the thing is he's got to be in there at some point I'm afraid he has to be I, he won't accept it I'm sure yeah. he'll, be, he'll be grumpy again but it's a whole other podcast dealing with that guy <laughs> uh, <laughs> but generally you enjoy it I could tell I was watching you during the night and uh, I could tell that uh, you know I enjoy it. I didn't drink I, I wanted oh, to yeah, just yeah. observe and talk to as many people as I can yeah. and, and I really I think you as a proof of one of the you know certain peoples that could have gone either way if they liked it or not and Watching you and seeing that you enjoyed it, I think it proved to us that we've when we've been talking, you know, post event that you liked it and I that, loved it. That, that for me, yeah, to just see people you've not seen for years, yeah, and and have the crack and even just catch up and how's life going with them and all that kind of stuff, you know, it's uh, it, it, it was a lovely night out. Yeah, yeah. But, Take away the Hall of Fame thing. Yeah, it would have been great. lovely just yeah. to get all them I, I, together if, and do that anyway. I would have liked that because I could have drunk and yeah, jumped in there, but I was just yeah. sort of worried about stuff and I was exactly. trying to observe and, you know, just all the stuff yeah. we had to do. But, but it, it, yeah, I, yeah mm. such a good night. It really, really was. There were still people there that you wish were there. And then even when I came away, I'm thinking, well, well what happened to the, You know, I yeah. talked to Mel Favelle. Yeah. And then it was only when I walked away, I thought, I wonder what happened to Jared Potter. Yeah, yeah. Jared used to ride from Mel's shop. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. That. What happened to these kind of people? Yeah. Are they still involved? Mm. All these names start popping in my head. And I think eventually a lot of these, you know, even since the event, people have, oh, we didn't know about this. And, you yeah. know, not everybody's on Facebook, Instagram. So as slowly as it as it grows and builds and uh, more more of those people will come out the woodwork. Yeah. And, I mean, seeing uh, Keith blew me away. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. I've not seen Keith for donkey's years. Yeah. I've just seeing him was absolutely brilliant. And Mike Wong's <laughs> talked to you a little bit about in the background about helping on next year on, yeah, yeah. on some of the like, categories yeah. and stuff and He's getting your input. I, yeah. said, I might have to start getting my magazines out then. I yeah, know, do some research. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've got to trigger the brain. Well, that's what yeah. we want to do with some of the winners. We want them to, because obviously that's their category, yeah. we want you to help us to carry on evolving it in yeah, each. Yeah. Same as, the, you know, obviously with freestyle and talked a little bit Stephen on Saturday you know about the King of Dirks everyone's mm. got different perspectives and stuff and we want yeah. to have more specialists in each category yeah. like they do in the US one so it's not you know um, yeah just the same yeah I'd feel comfortable freestyle guys taking care of freestyle you know so yeah. and then we want to do that same with Racer and Pioneer yeah, and, yeah. and bring in former winners in to help then I think that will make it more more prestigious as it, as it grows you know so yeah I mean well, you've got to be in there at some point. That's it. I yeah, mean, well, the rule is if you work, you're not allowed to be well, in it. Yeah, so, I think I will be running it forever. I'm sure. Yeah, no, I'm sure I, I, I really, you know, some of the questions, and again, we're gonna we're gonna do a whole Hall of Fame podcast um, with, with ideas and, and things mm. to talk about. But I would hope because a lot of people, what about Kelvin? What about Liam Phillips? What about Schnees? We hope one day we can halt. Just, yeah. Ha- yeah. just, hey guys, take it now. It's yours. We've yeah, done it yeah. for five, ten years, and we yeah. hope that them guys will. You know, Kyle Evans, people like that would yeah. would well, would and and got to go in there at some point. Yeah, because yeah. all them guys need to do it. But I think we we've got enough. There's enough history, you know, for us to 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 bang through it for a few years, and then yeah. hopefully pass it on to the next kids to uh, or kids or grown up kids for for them to move into the the newer era. You know. Yeah. So and we can all sit at the back and drink and enjoy it. Like that then, you well, know. Well, like yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I was halfway through cutting yeah. into my pie when the announcement. Right. And what? Yeah, yeah. What? Hey? Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I think I might still try to get a bit of the pie in my mouth. Right, I was trying to walk up on stage, but yeah, and no, it was great. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we're really happy that Jamie Bestwick came. Yeah, I mean, because I think he gave us a lot of credit, and he's such a great 
um, he's a great talker, speech, yeah, 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 with the microphone. Yeah, you know? he's obviously had the media yeah. training as Jamie because he was there on the mic. But he's got little basically. jokes and stuff yeah, yeah. and remembers he's, he's, things. He's and, really yeah. I mean, the speeches he gave, he just sit there nodding going, yeah, yeah that's how I feel, but right. I, mean, I can't articulate that. Yeah. Sorry. Not when I'm yeah, about to And cry. Jamie was really... Um, he was really motivated after I can help and be involved right, and, yeah, and really, stuff. And so yeah, really I think it was really great. We knew it was going to be a little bit tough on the freestyle side, but I think we we're really happy how it went. And we know with mm. Will at Dig helping and, and let's say getting Jamie involved and all you guys in the categories. Well, they will be in it at some point. Will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So and, uh, the stuff they've done with Dig and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's all, just more stuff we can build on and do and, uh, so yeah, we, we're really happy how it went, and we, we're glad that you're happy. Like I say, I really watched the videos and watched the night and watched the people that wanted to see how they would, um, yeah, react to it all. Yeah. And that, and it seemed like you know Lisa Wright and was everybody was really into it. Yeah, so it was a great Sarah night. Jane did a great job. I mean, Sarah Jane, she's she's it's. I know she was already doing it, but it's kickstarted into a racing. She's yeah, on the news. Yeah. She's on the news at ten yeah. the other night, and <laughs> and so I think it's great, you know. So. Yeah, well, I'd advise, I'd honestly say, even if you're not that interested in the awards side of it, mm. you've got to get there. Yeah, just, just for the for reunion the part. Side of it. Yeah. It, it's just... fantastic. It was a fantastic night, it really was. Absolutely. Lovely. Absolutely loved it. Good stuff. All right, so we'll start wrapping this up. We'll be going two hours, and yeah, it's been, we've just blown through two hours, but there's, there's so much more. Let's talk, just finish it off with some of the, some of the guys that, um, yeah, thoughts on some of the guys you raised who you like, you know, you, I guess we've talked about Ruffle and March. You know, you was one one guy I wanted to debate, basically. You always gave Gary Llewellyn a lot of respect because I think you knew he was kind of like you in the talent department. Gary, and, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Him, yeah. I, I'm gutted it, it, it went wrong for Gary in the end, I suppose, because Gary, for me, mm. he reminded me a lot of myself. I yeah. We were a bit kind of wayward kids. Again, well, I said it before, maybe there's a few of us Back in the BMX days, if we'd have if we'd have done it now, now we'd all be diagnosed with ADHD, yeah, yeah, or autism, or yeah. something, mm. something along those lines, you know. And I think Gary was probably along those lines as well. Yeah, um, he was. A, he was a bit of a rebel. Um, he did daft things. We all did stupid daft things. He was very talented. But he was awesome on a bike. Yeah, I mean, absolutely awesome on a bike. Um, uh, again. I talk about that looking up and down the gate and who was I worried about anybody? Yeah. Probably not. But I knew if it was a certain type of track that Gary, again, Gary was just going to outpace me. I think he was one of the one guys coming up that could have, if he'd have took it, would have, could have, should have, could have, you and him could have really gone. Yeah. It could have been you and him for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, Gary, yeah. It's hard to describe. Obviously, he rode very light, Wayne. Mm. They were that gangly kind of look to him it's yeah like a really icy post yeah winston the same yeah but yeah but he, oh man could he, he yeah could speed jump he could jump he, he got everything really mm. as, as a racer um again but it's what's going off upstairs isn't it so um like i say i think he he's probably one of them that he's can't he probably couldn't sit still for very long yeah one of them types you know yeah i know I I, is he still with us I, I really did. No, I don't know. I, I know his health. Last I heard, his health wasn't the greatest. No, I so. well, when I love an update. Yeah. We caught up at Bournemouth, didn't we? We we all met up at Bournemouth in two thousand five, was it? And Gary turned up. Yeah, and it was quite sad to see 
what he'd become, to be honest. He, mm. he wasn't very well at all. He wasn't mentally very well at all. No. Which is It'd love to be, it'd be nice to get an update on Gary and, yeah. and Wayne. You know, I, my friend Gary Wallace, not the Kawara Gary Wallace, the other, the other yeah, Gary yeah. Wallace. I think you know Gary Wallace, yeah, the Edwards yeah. one, friends with Errol. Um, I know he still talks to Wayne, so at some oh, point yeah, I'll yeah. chat with Gary a bit more and, and, and find out a bit more about um, Gary and Wayne. Yeah. Let, let's finish it off with... Uh, Oh yeah, I've got one last question, but maybe anything you want to say before you wrap it up? No, not really. I don't think I'd ever be doing one of these. It's took me. To, <laughs> I think you and Neil. I mean, I'm going to start working on Neil again after this one. Get on it, but Neil. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's took a few years for, for you, definitely. Get on it, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> it blew me away when we came out to California. Rode with Neil, and he's doing flips and all sorts. You think, wow. Like, right. Yeah, he's, he's, but he's like you as now though he's quietly just riding his bike clipped in his mountain bike fair news <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we've got to look after ourselves yeah. we're not getting any younger I, yeah. I, I still don't want to say I'll never ride a BMX again but yeah that's you know it doesn't, why not it doesn't I can jump on my road bike or I've got a turbo trainer I always thought pump tracks you'd enjoy riding a pump yeah, track you know? well that's what I'm yeah. thinking of the most to be and honest, you know so. Jamie Bonus was telling me the other day they're going to build a pump track at Newark okay so yeah, we're yeah. out there as well yeah. So it could be perfect for you. Everywhere now, yeah, there's so much fun. Yeah, I should have got involved around here locally. I'm sure there will be one eventually. They're popping yeah. up everywhere now, you know. Mm. So I'm sure Derby or Nottingham will yeah. end up getting something. With but I do enjoy throwing the clip shoes on nowadays. Yeah, and yeah. Light ride and, uh, your lycra yeah. and your tights and but stuff. It's all become over the last few years for me. It was kind of you need to prove other things so we've done we did the 100 mile rides with Manar doing regular well I said most years now we're doing a 200 mile ride and we're going up mountains and it's just a different style of riding a bike and it's just doing something different yeah and I love I love it I love the camaraderie I love the people I ride with um, again the lads I ride with now Kev Hill especially um, Kev was one of the first people I ever rode bikes with when I, when I was 10 years old, mm-hmm. me and Kev used to be down Brickyard riding bikes and motorbikes and all sorts of stuff, and it's gone full circle now. And me and Kev now ride together most weekends. Um, yeah. And what, what's Kev now? Kev's 58. I'm 55. Kev's 58. We're not getting any younger. So I think a nice cruiser or a nice uh, nice 20-inch, and you these pump tracks I think it could get oh, you right so back into one. it Yeah, I've got a T1 barcode sitting in yeah. the basement I think it's when the weather yeah. clears up you've got to try the pump track I don't do crap weather let's wait till summer yeah mm. alright last question from me then so uh, who was who was better March or Ruffle as a racer at first for me it was probably March I, I wanted to be more like Tim um, but Andy's Andy's got that he could ride a skate park and yeah that's what a lot of people forget that don't they yeah, yeah, he, yeah, was yeah. A, he was a freestyler as well as a racer which yeah. is everything I've always said is when you've got the both things it always impresses me anyway so uh, as a racer I yeah, I wanted to beat Tim more than I did Andy yeah. at the beginning especially um, uh, Whitehaven 84 finally passed Tim on a cruiser race right uh, and that that made me that that that, that, really, that really pleased me. Yeah. So, but Tim, yeah, I, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I mean, they were both super. They really were superstars, weren't they? In BMX. Yeah. Forty years ago. Oh yeah, absolutely. Was, yeah. So, um, Tim 
with his teams and the bus and all that kind of stuff, I I I wanted I wanted to beat him. Yeah. Um, Ruffs. Tony Hoffman wanted me to be Ruffle. <laughs> <laughs> Which you definitely that don't want to be. Yeah, happen. yeah. I was never going to be Andy Ruffle. Let's no, be I was never going to be Andy Ruffle. I ain't got the gift of the gab or the media presence. So that was never going to happen for me. But Tony Hoffman wanted me to be Andy Ruffle. And I guess that made me... Rebel a bit. Rebel a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to be what Tony wanted me to be. Yeah. So I never... I just wanted to race. Race and ride bikes. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. Well, you definitely had a good run and it's good to see you still riding bikes and the Hall of Fame stuff is great. I've been involved in that will be even better. And... uh, yeah, I appreciate that. That was a great conversation. Like I say, I always love doing them with people that didn't want to do them and, and haven't done one. And uh, I totally enjoyed listening to that. So I'd I hope you enjoyed ra- doing it. I'd still rather do one if there were a gang of us. Yeah, from, we will at some point. From that era, yeah. and we all just sit and have I want, Everybody wants to do them with Paul. Let's be honest, but, yeah. some of it might be X-rated. And you don't, you oh, it do not matter at this point. <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of people will say, I want, you know, I was talking to Chico and we wanted to do a podcast with Chico because, but I really want Paul to be, you know, there yeah. and it's yeah. hard to get Paul to, to move, you know, so. You and Paul remember loads of stuff. And yeah. Um, it would be nice to get Paul involved in one. And we'll, we'll, we'll get him on the road one day. And just sit and laugh about some of the yeah, yeah. daft things we used to do. And, right, yeah. there's plenty more stories. There's plenty more to do. So maybe we'll do it again down the road, but I appreciate that, Geth. Great chatting. And, uh, Thanks a lot. See you later. See ya.